Betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, up until 7 p.m. this evening when this show turns into it. It transforms like a like a lion into an eagle, <laughs> into a griffin of Westminster. Uh-huh. Well, we'll get to that when we talk to Coach Mike Dominguez at 4.15 about Highlands this weekend as they're hosting Westminster Griffins, and I don't even know what a griffin is. Like a gargoyle. I've been trying to educate him on this. We'll go into that at length. Van's not here. Okay, so Van's not here. Somebody's in there. At 7 o'clock, this program becomes true to the game, hosted by Mike Trujillo. Alongside me, the salt to my pepper, Robert Gibson. Robert, how are wait, you? Wait, wait, why do I got to be salt? I want to be pepper. I already called salt. pepper. Done called Come pepper. on, man. Not even. <laughs> That's why I host. I can't be salt. <laughs> High blood pressure? You Come on, man. <laughs> Hypertension. Yeah. And more people like you, though. That's what it's about. <laughs> Pepper's acquired. <laughs> Making the show be the show, the star of the show, and for the last two weeks, star of KKOB, Mike Vitale. Michael, how are you? Happy New Year, guys. Aw. Oh. What's the that. rule? Is there a rule on that? As in what? You can say it now. You don't have to wait till after. You say Happy uh, New Year now? I never know if I'm going to be alive in another right. minute, Touché. so you want to say it. Yeah, I say it at the beginning of the week. Yeah, that there last you go. Week, like yeah. right after Christmas? No, like the Monday or the, the week that all that begins, if it falls like that. So the first better not be on a Tuesday. Cause yeah, like, yeah. Cause yeah you get no work. Start, yeah, you're supposed to start that like last Wednesday. <laughs> I won't see you guys anymore this week, so. Well, that is go. correct. There you go. Little programming notes, I got them right here. So. National programming tomorrow, kind of. Now, the Lady Lobos against New Mexico State, is that still going on or is that a COVID thing, Michael? Is that still good? They are playing Nevada. What? On the 31st? So he does, yeah, he's, it's wrong on the schedule. It's not New Mexico State because they already played a back-to-back oh. New Mexico State. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's conference play now, and it's Nevada. It's, okay, and yeah. then the men are on Saturday. Saturday at 7 over on, on 96.3 KKOB. They're against okay. Steve Alford's Nevada Wolfpack. Oh, that's going to be a good one. That will be a good one. Real good one. They're both sitting at similar records, and if UNM can win on the road, that will be a statement. All right, so the Lady Lobos are tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow afternoon. Got it. 2 so that, o'clock. Yes. one thirty to one thirty is the pregame. That should last until midday. CBS National. KKOB live and local tomorrow? Are you doing that? Uh, it'll be uh, programming. All right, that's good. <laughs> Not so that, local programming, right. but national. So Saturday morning, first and 5.05 with Ryan Tamari, you will do that. And yes. then you can either tune into CBS National Saturday, or you can switch over to KKOB and check out the men's game. Right. All right, I'm into that. Obviously, Sunday is for football because football is afraid to play on Saturday because it's WWE Day 1 and Roman Reigns is taking on Brock Lesnar and the NFL knows. (laughs) Wait, wait, let me make sure that I don't miss this. This is Saturday, right? It's Saturday. Got you, the first. We're doing our predictions 
because in 2022, like my New Year's resolution is to make sure I do predictions for every WWE pay-per-view. I like that. Thank you. We're going to start early. I like that. And only like the main event. I'm not doing the intercard stuff. I don't care about that. Right. Avi. And then we are back on Monday. Monday will be in studio, and that will be, well, that's the start of the new year. Like, get ready for it. And if we're making any big changes, they're going to come on Monday, but I'll just, spoiler, we're not. I was going to say, I was going to see if I get the, if the door's locked when I come yeah. here. <laughs> you have the door code. Robert, you'll be here on Monday as well. Yes. Talking about what we did for the new year. As long as that door code works, you're in. If it doesn't, oof. Been there. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, hey, guys, I, I apparently my password reset on my email. Well, no, it didn't, Fred. No, it didn't. Mike Dominguez, the head coach in New Mexico Highlands, will be joining us in, uh, well, here in just about 10 minutes. We're going to talk Highlands basketball. As you guys know, uh, I'm a passionate Cowboy fan and, uh, well, also the broadcaster. So they're hosting Westminster this weekend and Colorado Mesa back-to-back tomorrow night and Saturday night. I will be in Las Vegas calling that for the new year. That will be very exciting. John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate will be joining us at 5 p.m. We're excited to have him on because you don't know this, Michael, but Robert just started renting a new place, and I'm going to have John tell him why he made the wrong decision. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Oh. We're ready for that. And then uh, this one I want to make sure we have a lot of fun with. So at 6 o'clock, we're going to wrap up the program uh, a little loose because we're bringing uh, my new friend, and it'll be the fir- we'll have a big round of applause because it's his first time as a friend of the show, Tyler Lovely, who is, uh, well, at least according to the Gong Show, the funniest comedian in town. Yes, sir. So he won Robert Gibson's Gong Show last week, question mark, time yes. flies during the holidays. Last week, last Wednesday. Last Wednesday at Revel, uh, he was the big, uh, he was the big, he was the big winner, Michael. So he will be here with us at six o'clock. He better uh, be funny for that last hour. He, well, he better be funny. Well, he's gotten his money. He doesn't care now. No, it's all- <laughs> he's seven hundred fifty to the good. Is that what he won? Seven fifty. Are you joking me? He started at two hundred, and at, by the end of the night, not too shabby. We got up to seven fifty. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, we already knew it was going to be 500, so I waited until the end, and then when I let it be known to the crowd, the crowd was like, that's not good enough, and they threw in an extra 250. So let me get this right. So it's 500 bucks from Reloaded Productions. Correct. And then, by the way, if you guys know math, like if you want local talent or you want a local event or you want something going on, find them on social media. Please do. Yeah, like Reloaded does it. As well as anyone I've seen in the city. They, they, they know the people. They know how to put on the thing. And it's going to represent you in the highest way. Also, if you need contact for, what, say you're throwing like a corporate party. This is a non-paid endorsement, by the way. I've just, I've frequented a lot of their things. So you had me looking for paperwork right yeah, now. I was no, like, uh-oh. No, I don't have it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, they, they do yeah. a good job. Right. Like, reach out to us at TalkABQ. And then I, we will get you in contact if you need to be in contact because you want to put something on. But the gong show was part of that. It was yes. yeah. So reloaded talent booking and promotions. Reach out to them. Uh, ask for Scott. Let them know that we sent you. I don't know why though. It's a non-paid endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he'll know. Yeah, he'll know. <laughs> he'll know. He'll find out. He'll, yeah. He'll say, hey, I'm I'm a certain type of fan from the sports animal, there and um, I was real interested if you guys could come out and put on a show for yeah, me. Yeah, I'd like to book a show with you, okay, yeah. man? You're you like, guys are real funny, are you? <laughs> who sent you, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> 505-269-3301, best way to contact them. Uh, but that gong show was super impressive, and we'll have Tyler on, and we'll talk and laugh about that. Yes. You got New Year's plans? I'm going to spend it with my special woman. My daughter, my youngest. Aww. Daughter. Yes, yes. There you go. 
Aww. Not going anywhere, not doing any type of crazy parties. I'm going to go buy some little New Year's Eve hats, little blowers, all that stuff. We're going to do it do it up, just me and her. I'm so damn afraid to do anything right now. Yeah, that's another reason. There's so much COVID right now? Yeah. Er- I, I, I was reading every two or three seconds, three people get COVID in America. What? Like, what? Yeah. I was reading that. ABC. Nuggets Golden State canceled tonight. Did you see that? Yeah, just heard about it. Yeah, for COVID. This is this is getting crazy. It's beyond crazy. This is, to be honest, this is worse when we first shut down. They literally said it's worse right now than the worst time it was the last time it was the worst time, which was this time last year. That sentence made sense if you broke it down. It really does. Yes. You don't even have to say it twice. I understood it. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I said this wrong. Three Americans test positive for COVID every second. Shut up. Every second. That's alarming. Wow. How many seconds are in a day? 60? No, wait. That's a minute. <laughs> 20, there's 24 You have some short days, day. man. <laughs> it's already tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to do NFL pick and previews. That'll be good. We're going to preview both of the big bowl games. We have not super hit on bowl games in our December coverage of sports. Because I'm going to tell you, outside of the, the two that matter and then the one that matters after the two that matters, none of them matter. And this is the first time in a few years that I have not watched any bowl games yet. That's crazy. And I think it's just due to COVID sometimes and then just the matchups. I'm not I'm not interested in them. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, like, no offense to, like, the Miracle Whip Bowl or whatever, but, like, I don't need to know. And here's the thing. Miracle Whip is a joke, but no one knew that because that could very well be a bowl. Sounds legit to me. Yeah. I mean, we had the Poland Weed Eater Bowl for years, which is actually the Independence Bowl. So, yeah, Miracle Whip is not a far-fetched. I put mayo on my sandwich this morning before I came to work, and that's all I remember of it. I know that Bahamas Bowl you were talking about, Fred. That now that'd be worth going to. There we go. All right, Midwest me has a problem with you confusing mayo and miracle. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh-uh. Right? It's not. Okay. No, no. I thought it was growing up. It's so damn different. Do you even know a single <laughs> thing about anything? It's as far as ointments that you put on sandwiches. Ointments. What? <laughs> that really sounds. Tasty. I don't even. I don't want a sandwich with ointment on it. Delicious. What do you yeah. call it? You add it to a sandwich. It's an ointment. Spread. What? There you go. Yeah, spread. it's a spread. I know. Yeah, it's a spread. You spread ointment. I'm into that. Oh, I'm I'm good on that. Don't need that. Ointments never tasted good. You have not been on the oh the texter's coming. The texter is more active when you're here. I love it. The texter loves you. But you said they don't call when I'm here. We got it's a give and take. It is a give and take. I have not had you on the program. You have not been on the program uh, since the passing of John Madden. I'd like to just take one second before we go to break because we have to reach out to Coach Mike Dominguez. Um, as you identify John Madden in the NFL and your world, Robert, uh, were you sad? Did it hit you at all? Was oh, it, 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 it yeah. hit me because my first experience with John Madden is, was him as a broadcaster. Okay. Brewer uh, Fox? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those, when you hear his voice um, with Summerall, it's just like, that's the game. That's the game. That is peanut butter that's and jelly. the game. Yeah, that's salt and pepper. Um, and it was always a good game from what I remember. I know, it may be a thing where it's like, oh, it's nostalgia. Yeah. It may be kind of both, but nah, those were great games. There were a couple guys, too, at the time in the 90s when that's when I started watching football as well. You know, because yeah. I recognize he was there in the late 70s and 80s. I'm not discrediting that CBS work. Right. But during the 90s, if it was a game with like Troy Aikman, or if it was a game with like Brett Favre, or if it was a game, yeah. with, and it's like, okay, those are the games I'm watching anyways. Barry Sanders. Yeah. 
any of those great 49er game, uh, teams. And you and I are red zone guys. Like, we watch them all now. Yeah. So it's like the time whenever regionally they used to just give us the one. Yeah. We had to watch the one. And where I grew up, because we didn't have a football team in St. Louis until 95, where I grew up, you had to get the national one. Yeah. Like they, you couldn't get the regional Rams game or right. whatever. Yeah. It wasn't the Bears? Because uh, the often Rams it was. Were, that's what I thought. Yeah, often it would be the Chiefs on CBS. It would be the Bears on Fox or whatever. Because south of, Spring, south of Springfield, that's more Cardinals country in your part of the woods. Yeah, you for Fox as well, you would end up with uh, often with the Green Bay game. You would end up often – with if it was CBS, the Tennessee game, you would like you get Indianapolis often, but it's only Chiefs now. I don't. Even, I think Fox just goes off the air. Like they're... let's grab a break. Mike Dominguez is going to reach out to the program. We'll have him on as soon as we get back from it. I see that he's calling right now, so we'll take another second before the break. Uh, the video game, Robert, big part of your life or no? Big time. Yeah, started with Sega. Okay, I can buy that. Started with Sega, very first one. My my thing was the one was being able to beat up on my brother or being able to beat up on the neighbor. That's why Madden was such a big deal to me. Yeah. Because, like, I'm one-player games are fine. Zelda is fine. That world is fine. But the time that I get to announce to someone else that I'm better than them at something, <laughs> like, hey, what's that thing you want to do? Oh, you want to throw darts? Yes, I'm in. Oh, that, you want to play pool? Oh, I'm in. That game is the reason why I, could, I think I could be a coach of any team right now. Yes, yeah, same. It's also really? the reason I know I can bounce back from a black eye. <laughs> what? You know, you know, Madden gets. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yes, it ain't, it ain't easy. Grab a break when we get back. Mike Dominguez, head coach, New Mexico Highlands basketball. We're two men on ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Welcome him to the program on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Mike Dominguez, head coach of New Mexico Highlands, the men's basketball team. Coach, how are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. How are you guys? Doing well ourselves. It has been, what, like two weeks since you guys have played a game? Something crazy, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, December 19th. 19th. Shoot, it's been 18th. And you got two big ones this weekend because it's been a little bit of a slide for your boys. You're losing a bunch of close ones, Coach. What's going on with the squad? Yeah, we just haven't been able to close out games. You know, I think four out of the five, I think, are combined – I think we've lost by 16 points or less in four out of the five losses. Um, it's just little things, breakdowns. You know, we've had leads in, in every game with under five minutes, um, except for the Regis one. But, we, you know, we were within one point uh, of that game here at home. But just, just little things, you know, whether it be free throws or, or missing an assignment defensively or a key turnover. Um, just haven't been able to put a full game together. Um, and, and in our league and 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 with us, every game's going to be a battle and going to be close games, and every possession is going to matter. And unfortunately, it just it hasn't gone our way. Um, you know, this this first half of the season. Um, so, Coach Dominguez, with I'm looking here, and like you said, you're you're having these close games coming down to the last five minutes. With the next two games that are coming up, will that mean during crunch time you'll be depending more on your seniors? Yeah, we you know we'd like to and 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 part of it you know like you know Sammy Sammy's going to be able to come back this uh, this weekend which is going to help a ton. We didn't have him the last three games for um, some personal issues and, and things like that. Um, and, and for us, you know, have, getting him back is, is going to be big for us because you know he's a guy at, at end of games that you can put put the ball in his hands and 
he's going to make the right play a lot of the time. Um, so it's going to depend on that. And we, and part of it, you know, a lot of it's on us. We got to be tougher and we, we, we got to play, you know, we got to play desperate, which I don't think, you know, that's what I've been trying to stress to our guys is we got to play desperate every possession, whether it be, you know, the first four minutes of the game, closing out halftime, the first four minutes after the last five minutes when it's crunch time, um, we got to play desperate and, you know, we do it in stretches, but we just, we haven't done it, you know, in an every possession kind of deal. And at this level and any level, you know, when you're trying to win games and everybody's trying to win games and it's competitive, you, you got to play desperate. And, and that's kind of been what we've been talking about all week. When the boys got back from Christmas break, what was it? They took a COVID test and then right in the gym and, and they're going at it. What has been, what has kind of been the energy of the team as they've returned to Las Vegas, New Mexico and returned to the program? Yeah, it's been it's been good, good spirits. I think it was a good break for our for everybody. You know, we we've been on this little bit of a slide, and it's been close game. It's not like we've been blown out, and you know, there's no hope. So it's also the frustrating thing. So I think just kind of getting away from it probably has been good for everybody, including myself. Um, so getting back into it and 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 having a new start. You know, guys have been in good spirits. We got seven out of nine coming up at home. So you know, if we if we can take care of business at home and take it one game at a time, you know, we could get back in the mix of, in the, in the mix of, of our league and, and, and get back into it. Friday and Saturday double headers in Las Vegas, New Mexico at the Johnny Wilson Complex. Joining us is Coach Mike Dominguez of the men's team. Uh, Westminster first, Colorado Mesa University second. Obviously, you don't look past anyone, but this Westminster game, this is a game where you got a chance to get that first conference win. Yeah, no, we, we got to take care of business at home, and if you want to be a good team in, in any league – you got to win home games, your your conference home games, and um, it, it starts there. We got to protect home court. Don't matter who you play, uh, you got to find ways to win at home if, if you want to make a run in your conference. Um, and it starts on Friday with Westman, who's a tough nosed team. They're gonna make it ugly and defensive. And, and Norm Parrish, who's been all over the place, he's been at Utah. Um, I think he's been at Hawaii. He's a really good coach. He gets his guys to play really hard. And they're usually really good defensively and, and tough physical teams. So it's it's going to be a battle on Friday, and we're going to have to show up. And and you know, like I said, we got to make every possession matter and and play desperate because we are we we are we're a desperate team, and and that's how we need to play. Um, coach, so like we said, the next two games will be at home. Um, I love your guys' backcourt. It's it's dynamic, like you said. Sammy Barnes Tompkins is coming back to join Desmond Carter. Excuse me, not Carter Carpenter. Who else on the team needs to step up to go ahead and get to right the ship so you guys can get these wins? Um, I think it's just got to be a collective thing from everybody. You know, we're not good enough just to depend on Sammy and Dez or 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 vice versa. It, it needs to be everybody from from one through thirteen on our roster, whether they play two minutes or or they're playing thirty minutes. They need to come in and, and give us good minutes and 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 just do what they're capable of. And it's like what I tell all our guys. I tell recruits. Um, is, is just play within your box. If your box is a certain size, just be really good with, with what you do. Anytime guys try to play outside their box and try to do a little bit more than what they're capable of, that's kind of when they get in trouble. Um, so what, I, what we tell the guys and what I preach to them is just be who you are because who you are, if you're really good at it, is good enough for us. Um, anytime they try to do a little bit more than what they're capable of, turnovers, bad shots, missed assignments defensively because they're gambling or whatever it might be. Um, 
it actually ends up making them look bad, you know, look worse than, than one and on. And, you know, I have to sub and get somebody else in. It's like, just be really good at what you're at. And, and you know, that, that starts with Marcus Brown and Javari Christmas and, you know, our big Darius Harrison and, and, and Andre Adams. Um, and then guys off the bench have to just come in and give a spark, whatever it might be, if it's them knocking down threes, flying around defensively, blocking out, taking charges. You know, it's, it's got to come from everybody who, who, who steps on the court, whether it be a minute or 30. After this weekend, you will have 15 games behind you. You will have 15 games in front of you. At the halfway point, what is this team to you? What have you seen that you love, and what have you seen that you know you can improve? Well, we need to improve defensively um, and on a more consistent kind of deal. You know, we, we've, done, we've, we've played well defensively in stretches, but we've also had some lulls, um, too many of them. Um, at times, and for us, it's just putting a whole game together for 40 minutes and not 36, not 35, not 30, you know, not 30 minutes. We got to put a whole game together. Um, so that's kind of what we've been talking about. And, and for us, we just, we got to be us and, and, you know, get healthy. We've had guys in and out of the lineup, whether it be, you know, injuries and, uh, or, or, or personal matters. So for us, just kind of getting our core group back together and, and going again, I think, is going to help us going forward. So, I'm looking here. Eight of the next nine games are at home. You know, you've played a lot of games on the road. Is this one of the remedies that could go ahead and start that stroll of winning streaks for you guys? Yeah, no, I think it, I think it is, man. We have, a, we have a chance to get right back in the mix of things if, if we take care of business at home. And if we do that, then we go into the month of February – probably right in the middle of the RMAC and, and I have a chance to get in the playoffs and, and, and then hopefully make some noise. Um, but it starts with Friday. You know, we can't look ahead and, and start trying to pick out wins here and there. Um, we got to just do it one game at a time. It starts Friday with West, Westminster, who's going to be tough. And then um, on Saturday against Colorado Mesa, who, you know, I always want to beat because that's where I played at. That's where I graduated from. So I always have a, a, a little extra edge when we play them. Can you put in a good word for Robert? I think he's trying to apply to be the head coach up there for the football team for New Mexico Highlands. Can you can you can Robert put you down as a reference on his resume, coach? Sure. That, yeah, go ahead. I think that would be I think that would be good. The women's team looks good too. Have you been able to get out there and, and catch you in the women's side of the basketball coach? Been able to watch the girls play? The their games or this practice this last week? Uh, well, obviously practice, but I mean their games up until then. Have you been able to to catch any of that, or is it always the focus on on the men's team? Yeah, no, I'm able to watch games here and there. Um, you know, on the road we get to watch. You know, I usually get to watch the whole first half, and then after that I kind of go into the locker room and we start preparing and getting things ready for for our game. And they've they've been in their fair share of of, of close games and. You know, I think they've had leads in, in going into the second half in a, in a couple, and they just haven't been able to finish it either. The reason I ask is because I have noticed real fellowship uh, between, well, you know, the football and the basketball and the wrestling and, and baseball, softball programs. Do you see the athletes come out regularly and support your team, and what does that mean to the players on the team of just how tight-knit New Mexico Highlands is? Yeah, no, uh, it's nice. Uh, the one bad thing about playing a lot of home games coming up in January, unfortunately, is, School's not in session yet, so we don't get the student section that we usually get when school's in session, so that kind of sucks um, for our guys. But, um, no, at Highlands, they do a good job of, of supporting one another, whether it be going to football games or 
you know, the men and women cheering for one another. Um, Cause we always play back to back in conference. So um, having each other is, is nice for everybody. And then, you know, when school's in session, our, our home games get even a little bit more exciting just cause you know, football team, baseball team, softball, everybody's at the game. So it makes the environment um, a lot more fun. I, I know our guys enjoy it. Tip off tomorrow night, five for the ladies, immediately following for the men's. That's Friday and Saturday night in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I'm sure there'll be like a big like New Year's Eve party up there too somewhere, right? So come up for the oh, weekend. I'm, That's what I'm saying. I'm sure I, I'm more focused on, on, on winning games, but I'm sure there's, there, you know, <laughs> Dick's uh, Bar and Grill will have something, and, and there'll be some places to go to out here in Vegas. Well, uh, the university, I believe, gave me a hotel for the weekend. So let's see what trouble I can get into. Sounds like it's going to be in your room, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, anything we missed before we let you go? Um, Our game, you said the the games are at three and five. You you said that, right? Uh, I may have said five and seven, but three and five, my mistake. Okay, yeah, just double-checking. Yeah, the game got moved up a little bit earlier. So three and five, and and obviously on pro view and and whatnot. And um, just, yeah, just excited to get back out there. And and for us, it's kind of a – with with the way we had been going, you know, to we've been telling our guys the new year and um, a chance to to change, you know, the path we were going on, and it and it starts on Friday. Awesome, coach. Thank you so much for your time, friend. Awesome. I appreciate you guys having me, and, and looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. We'll definitely check in next week. You are the best. Okay. Thanks. I really like him. Oh yeah, I like his squad. Five tough L's in a row, though. Yeah. I think they'll turn it around. They will. Home cooking is going to help them, I believe. Colorado Mesa is so good. They're so good every year. They've been good since Coach was there. Well, they were good before that. That's why he went there. Mm. So, anyways, big games this weekend. If you're up there, I'll be up there. I'll be hanging out doing that. Uh, Game time's moved to 3-5, and which uh, I didn't see on my website here, so I feel like an idiot. When I saw them play here in the pit, their guard play, like Robert said, was really good. I was really – Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was one of the best things, strengths of the team. They got some talented young men. Yep. Good coaching, good athletes, good program. When we get back from the break, a little NBA talk because I'm enjoying basketball right now. Dave Busters presents Two Men On live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, I don't know much about mythology, okay? But Westminster College, which Highlands is playing tomorrow night at 5 o'clock, 3 o'clock for the ladies. Are you ready for this? It's out of Utah, by the way. Yeah. Griffins. Griffin. Now, I told you, I don't know what a griffin is. As in Kathy, as in Merv. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, Peter. It's a gargoyle-type character. Lake Lake Griffin? Yeah. Yep. It's not a gargoyle, Michael. I know what a gargoyle is. Yeah, see, it's the only thing that they have in common is they're winged. Yeah, that's maybe where I'm... I think one is reptilian, though, and the other one is, like, like, fuzzy. Well, a griffin has feathers... Hair, fur, all of it. It's like a mashup of animals. It's an ugly animal. I feel like, all right, so then Michael's right, because a gargoyle is like a dog and a bat 
but with like a smiley face, like a like a newborn baby. Wait, no, 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 no. No, our girls do not have smiley faces. Oh, don't they have fangs? I mean, I believe yeah. they could have yeah, fangs. Yeah, they have fangs. Yeah. Yes. Like, what is on the New York Public Library? That's gargoyles, right? I think uh, so. Wall Street. Yeah. Wall yeah. Street is a bull, Michael. No, what that is, is a bull. It's a giant bull in the street. Yep. Now, yeah, you're right. Griffins. Griffins. I think are things. in Lord of the Rings. I'm looking it up. All right, so I just has to be. I just googled Griffins Lord of the Rings and nothing came up. So that means <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know what a griffin is. I'm going to tell you. It's, it has the body and the tail and the back legs, legs of a lion, the head and wings of an eagle. What? The what? And sometimes eagle talons on the front feet. So it's just like they just threw stuff together. Yeah, that's weird. And I don't know why they call it griffin. You think they would just put one word How about together? Gremlin? Like, gremlin would sound better than griffin. What is the size of this thing? Is it little like a bird or no, is it no or it's like a dragon? If the body, tail, and back legs are of a lion, it's pretty big. All right, I found an image. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want one following me home. Oh, and they wear clothes? No, no. they don't. Okay, never no. mind. They wear a three-piece suit from Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> They're business casual <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> Untuck it. All right, so it, it's not, it is Lord of the Rings in theory, but it's not Lord of the Rings in practice. It's like Lord of the Rings stuff, but it's not Lord of the Rings proper. I've never seen one of these in any movie. That's what I'm saying. I don't think no. this is a, a common thing. No. Where, like, is this thing from the Amazon? Like, I really don't know. No, it, it's, it's somebody was on acid and made this up. <laughs> I think there's a Division One college team that has the mascot name of Griffin. Well, I, that's what I'm Westminster. Right. Like, they're the Griffins. I don't even know how to spell Griffin. William and Mary. Who are they? That's who made it? William and Mary College, their mascot is the Griffin. Grand Rapids Griffins, an American Hockey League team. Okay, today's varsity, okay? okay so go. today's varsity is the varsity of mythical creatures, okay? Ooh, this is going to be fun. All right, so mythical creatures. And depending on how well Tyler does, Tyler Lovely joining us at 6, he might be a part of that. It's going to be good. I'm just saying, I, I don't think that Griffins are as prominent no. No. They're not top ten. They're not even close. No. Because when you say griffin, you're going to get 50 different answers on what a griffin is. Yeah. But right. they all may be right because it's a mashup of everything. All right. So the quickest little like Google search here says, I was thinking of just big eagles in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Which to me, I guess I do see a difference now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Griffins don't have human arms like centaurs. No. They're just like three or four different animals pieced together like Voltron. All right, that's stupid. Yes, very much so. I'm 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 not into like swords and sandals a lot. I'm not. But I am into like good storytelling. And I feel like if you're like, hey, heads up, there's a part of the story that is just, oh, I don't know, eagle, lion, hawk, um, <laughs> Arms of the man. Something. Yeah, I'm like, what are you, like, are you even trying here? What did you do? Is this a Mad Lib? Yeah, this is like the goulash of mythical creatures. But the funny thing is, 
what it's made of are real creatures. That is correct. That makes no sense whatsoever. All right. On the count of three, yes or no, are griffins born from eggs? One, two, three. No. Mm. There's no way. You think? Yes. Because oh. it's mostly a bird. The only thing that's not a bird is the body and the hind legs. That means it's got nipples, which means uh, it's got to be a mammal. But they have wings with a bird face. The bird face is what throws you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's got the lion tail. Well, the half eagle, half lion right, thing it, is it, a little. Yeah, here, that's weird. Okay, here Tricky. we come. The texter is just kind of rolling in on this. Okay. Uh, mythical Beast, Days of Zeus, Medusa, and Hercules. Now, I'm familiar with all three of those. Yeah, those are easy. It's this griffin thing. <laughs> this thing is, is – and also, like, I'm looking at it. It's colored as if it's, like, a good guy. It doesn't look sinister. Well, it depends on which picture you're looking at. Oh, are there bad ones? Yeah, there's bad ones. All right, never mind. So, obviously, hey, there's a good team and a bad team of griffin. Hear what I'm saying. We walk into Tattoo Parlor here in town, right? Gotcha. And I'm like, homeboy, let me get like a wicked snake. And you know he's going to like sit down and draw you a wicked snake. Gotcha. And you're like, homeboy, let me get a B.A. Griffin. And he's like, what? It could be anything that comes back. Yeah, you're going to get Kathy on your face. Yeah. Uh, Kathy's <laughs> face on you. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> a old Merv Griffin on your thigh. Come on now. Blake and the not Griffin. So good. <laughs> Family guy. What was the other Griffin's name? Not Blake, the other basketball player that wasn't as good? Oh, gosh. Sean Griffin? Well, I don't know. I... Blake's brother. Wasn't he a twin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't a twin. He was the older brother who was not good at all. And they were both at Oklahoma. They were at Oklahoma. Yes, yes. What was his name? Taylor. Taylor. Oh, he God. was balding at 15. He stayed bald. <laughs> I can see him. Yeah. He had to play in the association. Somebody signed him. Hey, there is someone like, it's not Taylor or Blake Griffin, or maybe it is, but there's some, there's some cat out there right now, like named Griffin, like last name Griffin, because that's not that unique, and they're sporting a Griffin tattoo. No way. You, it has to. No Nobody knows what it is. Dog, listen, you walk into the tattoo guy. You say, <laughs> listen, it's got like, it's kind of got the body of a lion, but the front is like got scales, like a cool snake. And on the back, it's one wing that's like a bat, but one wing that's like an eagle. And the tail, it's like, it's like, a, it's like prehensile like, so dog. they can hang from stuff. And they're like, dog, you don't have enough money for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like is this copywritten? Westminster Griffins. And also, for a school in Utah, because I don't know if you know about Utah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, yes, that's another question. Why aren't you just the burning bushes? <laughs> like, Highland better stomp them, man. Just to. because. Yeah. Just because. How do they run out to the court? Flapping their arms? Let's go squawk. Or does it roar like a lion because his hind body is a lion? Right. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Michael. So, friend of the show, Orlando, is joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. I have to hear this. Orlando from Houston. Hello. Now, you are hey. you seeing a griffin in real life? Uh, the Golden Voyage of Sinbad, there was a griffin in the climax of the movie. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to Google yeah, what that is. He kills the centaur, and then Sinbad kills the griffin. 
All right, so I'm go- all right, so- Oh, he went old school. Yeah. I remember this. This is from like the 70s. I remember this. 1973. I saw that at the Wyoming Mall Cinema. I remember seeing this on. Look, when you pull it up, I right. guess a centaur is its natural enemy. All right, so Orlando, in your opinion, Griffin's not tough then because it just got killed by a centaur. And centaurs to me no, seem no, soft. No, he killed the centaur. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, he killed the centaur, but then he went after Sinbad, and of course Sinbad wins. You know, Sinbad. Well, he had plot armor, so that's not the Griffin's fault. But yeah, well, yeah. you know, he had that big giant. Uh, what do you call those curved swords? The sidecar. And... All right, so Orlando, I must have seen this movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Is this centaur has haunted my dreams? Yes. I've never been able to place it till right now. So you've just given me like a like a PTSD callback to my childhood nightmares, Orlando. <laughs> Hey, I was ten when that movie came out. Shoot. Well, there you go. It's uh. So they're they're. You're telling me Westminster's mascot is based off the 1973 banger "Golden Voyage of Sinbad." I'm into I that. I don't know about that, but uh, I don't think Westminster said, "Hey, that, that Sinbad movie was cool." <laughs> I don't think it works like that, but I don't, yeah, I but, don't you know, if it's a Sinbad movie. You knew they got that off of old ancient. Mythology. I, I legitimately, Orlando, before the program, asked Robert if a griffin was a real-life thing. Like, because I didn't know. Uh, no, thankfully not. Because I would have that, uh, that would be horrific. Yeah. Robert would be like, yeah, here's a selfie with me yeah, in it go. at the San Diego Zoo. I'm riding one like, yeah. <laughs> without a saddle. There you go. Orlando, exactly. thank you so, thank you so hey, much. let me ask you something. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. A couple of years I called you, and I was talking about the attendance at the pit. Yeah. And my complaint was when I went to UNM, all the games were Saturday at 7, Wednesday at 7, and like one game at 3 on Saturday for whack game of the week. And now they're like, their games are scattered all over the calendar. And uh, I just want to know if the attendance at the pit has improved since I made my gripe. The yeah, you may. I I recall this actually because this is the first time I dug into this. So the games that I've been to this year post COVID, mm-hmm. I think the lowest total announced I saw was eight thousand, and that was home. What was that, Michael? Eighty four hundred is the smallest I have seen, and that was mm-hmm. uh, that was on Sunday. The nineteenth versus SMU, if I recall. I don't. Right. Yeah. I now I don't know what the Norfolk State attendance was. I wasn't there, but New, yeah. New Mexico State was filled out. There were a ton yeah. of people for the Denver game. I was at the Denver game, um, but I wouldn't be able to speak outside of that. But since COVID, I have seen the building full. Robert, you've been to a few games. Yes. Yes, and I agree. Yeah. The now it was it was pretty bare for the RMAC Lone Star crossover, but obviously that's what, not local. Uh, that's like a Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference and the Lone Star Conference. We're doing oh, best, oh, but I mean, that's well, not me, the same. Let me ask, um, you know, uh, have they ever thought of bringing back the Lobo Invitational? That used to draw pretty good. I could ask Eddie. I could find that one out. I'll put that on my to-do list. The, yeah. Yeah. The thing is like all these teams, they sign on to these like deals where they're mm. locked up for, five, six, seven years into the future for preseason and non-conference stuff. So, yeah, yeah, so if they were going to do it, it, and I love the idea, you're going to be five years out before you can really even do a thing with it because anyone who would be a part of it is already doing a Thanksgiving or a whatever tournament somewhere. Right, all these tournaments in Bahamas and 
St. Croix and well, Hawaii and all that stuff. Well, and I love Albuquerque, but if you give me the option to go to the Bahamas, I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Orlando, I understand. We got to grab a break. Well, Appreciate you taking the time, brother. Yeah, the only problem, I, the only gripe I have is now all the games are on TV live, so I can I can see why people stay home. It's about that money. The TV pays. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you know the thing is, is like, hey, Lobo fans, you should you're supposed to be Lobos. You're supposed to be showing up at the games, nonetheless. I I mean, I always went to the game if I had a chance. If I wasn't working, my favorite thing I about it a point to go to the game because I'm a Lobo. We uh, we got to grab a break. When we get back, let's dive into that a little bit more and talk about the value of a ticket here in town because I think it's higher than those realize. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, just a couple of minutes here before the top of the hour, but friend of the show, Orlando, called, and he made a really good point, I thought. So he was mentioning, when's the last time you, like, have gone to a game? And I am the worst at this. I don't pay to go to games. It's part of the job. You know what I mean? Like, this is – I have a press pass. You know, I don't have to pay to go to games. Robert, when's the last time you, like, bought a ticket to a game? Wow. Bought a ticket? I would have to say, oh, wait, I can't remember. That's what I'm saying. I can't remember. I'm in the same boat. And t- But I know why, though. Why is that? And I don't want to sound, like, bad or anything, but everyone loves a winner. Yeah. You know, so I was just looking up something here. Out of the games played at the pit up till the 2009-2010 season, I want to say that's when the last time I bought a ticket. Yeah. Lobos won 81% of the games at the pit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that plays into it. Um, I want to say that was maybe because I just moved here. That was the last time I bought a ticket. You can get into a Lobo game 15 bucks. Cool. Right. That's a good deal because there's $15 worth of value there. You can get into a Lobo game for 55 plus tax. That's also a good value. Because there's $55 worth of value there. But I think I think it's hard to be able to communicate that value to the fan base if they're not there to see it in person already. So, like, do you need, like, a loss lead? Like, what is your best bet to get Lobo fan back into the building when, just like Orlando said, they do have the option of, of watching it from the comfort of their home? It's not the same at all. It's not. That's it, what you got to sell. It's not even just seeing the game. You feel it. You hear it. It's it's everything. It's the environment. Yeah. Gotta, especially at the pit. You got to be able to put atmosphere over. That's a big part of it. Yeah. So there has to be like a way to communicate that to Lobo fan to be like, hey, we know you have options for viewing. And by the way, TV pays. I mean, they, they want viewers on TV too. Right. But to be like, hey, get out to the pit. Get out and see the boys in person. And beers don't cost $15 and a Bag of popcorn doesn't cost $12. And, like, you do have to kind of figure it because we're talking about Albuquerque money. Right. And it can be a great family night, too, that which which is also low of cost. There's something that gets me, though, because, like, like, we work here, right? So how many phone calls do I get? They're like, hey, do you got, you got tickets to that thing? Well, you, you know, I, I do. But here's the thing. I know you got 15 bucks. Yeah. Like, go out and support. You have it. Now, if you tell me, like, Fred, I will buy it. I will spend that money on beer. Then I'm like, okay, actually, yeah, let me try to help you out. You know how much you're going to spend on a night out. The cost of the ticket's going to be involved in that. When we get back, 
Our very best friend on radio, John Lopez at John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy, will be joining us live in studio. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome to Quitting Time. Welcome to the show, 5 o'clock. From the texter, um, everyone agrees that I'm an idiot for not knowing what a griffin is. Okay. <laughs> I told you, man. I just didn't know. <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't even want to know. No. My seven-year-old knows what that is. Oh, <laughs> yes. Pile on. I love it. I, lo- I, lo- I literally thought it was a real-life thing. I had no idea. <laughs> Joining us on the- So, to be able to bring the program... To all the friends of the show every day, we have uh, certain partners in the community. One of those partners is John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. And how fortunate we so often are to, on the program, uh, have the namesake himself, John Lopez. John Lopez, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. And, you know, I love the show and I love the new name. Oh, thank you. But when I'm here, because you guys are so tall, is it called Two and a Half Guys now? Yeah, that's <laughs> Is that a new one, or have you already been told that one? Well, I told Robert. I was like, I was like, well, you know, now we're two men on John Lopez, and Robert was like, stop saying that. Yeah, that's not, it's not very aesthetic. Not man. very aesthetic at no. all. Uh, well, qu- about the optics, but <laughs> it's the holidays. Is it people do p- people buy houses for other people for Christmas? Is that a real thing? Why do you think I was late? Is that real? Absolutely. It's not like I'm over there dealing with renters. I'm actually wow. literally <laughs> dealing with buyers. I need the. We need to exchange some phone numbers then. <laughs> So, so as December rolls in and the holidays are here and all that world, um, people take the time though. They're still buying homes. The market's still moving. It's still trending in the direction you thought it would. What? Absolutely. Sixty days ago, you know. And and I saw one of you guys were creeping up on my Instagram this morning's post, <laughs> showing three hundred and eighty-eight homes on the market. That's Single it. family residents. Wow. Only three hundred and eighty-eight. And I uh, I saw two guys click on my like. You know, you're there the, we go. one of the three that liked it. And. Uh, <laughs> My popularity there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, inventory is super low right now. So, really, in this mentality, 80% of the realtors are, you know, enjoying their time with their family, rightfully so. But there's about 20% that are taking advantage of this market, getting everything going, getting people out there. Because they know whoever's asking is literally in the market. You know, during midsummer, everybody's busy because people are contemplating maybe next year, maybe when the school year's old. I mean, there's a lot of work going involved with that. But during this period of time, if somebody calls you, they're ready to buy, they're ready to sell, and there's usually a reason for it. So right now, there's a 20% of the brokers out there that are super busy. Speaking of, I was reading yesterday... A rent in Albuquerque is up 18% in just October. Love it, man. That's my retirement. I got 15 rental properties. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's the only way to be if uh, you're self-employed like ourselves. We don't have some fancy 401K matching program, put it into that big black hole up in the sky. Literally, rentals are doing so awesome. But the scary part is if you're on the other side of that coin, They've gone up so high in rent, and it is so sad and so competitive to get one. It's very challenging right now, unfortunately. So, so if you're a homeowner, you're saying right now, buy a second home, turn it into a rental, or you're saying stray away? Absolutely. I got a total of 12 different phone calls within the last six months, and most of them were inve- investors telling me, guys, it's ready to sell. John, let's get these house on the market. And I said, nope. And they're like, what do you mean, nope? And I said, no. I go, you don't sell when you're low. You sell when you're high. And he goes, well, the market's awesome. And I go, yeah, anybody can sell right now. I can make a homemade sign out of mm. crayons yeah. and have multiple offers. Right. You know, getting it to the closing table, dealing with the 75-page contract and the paperwork that's involved. You know, I mean, that's what the professional need, needs to be there to help you facilitate to the end. But to get it sold 
anybody can do that. I go, now's not the time. We should have 4,500 homes on the market. We have 388. I said, let's wait till we get to about 2,000 homes on the market. Mm -hmm. At least by that time, we'll have capitalized on the initial spike that you know, momentum that we're about to get that I know people are thinking we're at the end and I really truly see all the indicators and I think we're really in the beginning. When we get to 2,000 homes on the market, then we can kind of sell and then you can walk away with that money or we can 1031 it or do whatever you want to do with it. But right now, and I talked them all out of not selling right now. I told them to keep the rental going. The rental's starting to go up and within a few months, the rents went skyrocketing. So it was a good move for all my investors who called me. I could have made those 12 sales real nice, but you know, it wasn't been the best thing for my client. Wow, that's great. So I want to ask something because I know what I did, what I took advantage of during the lockdown was getting my credit right. Nice. You know, that that made me sit still and say, you know what, I am spending money where I don't need to. I have all of these things that I can be paying off, getting my credit together. How does that tie in to the, the homeowner, the home buyer, all of that? Because I know that's the main thing when I think of buying a home mm. is my credit up to par. I don't want to walk in and embarrass myself. And I know people that's listening are the same way. Trust me, I've had my challenges with credit, believe it or not. 23 years in here, there was times when my credit got over 800. And there was literally times when the world fell apart back in 2009 that I had to double look because it was under 500. And I had never even seen that. I had some challenges. And so what I always tell folks is you do got to get your credit. If you're self-employed, it gets a little bit more complicated. But if you can get to that middle score, 620, The credit karmas, the things online aren't necessarily accurate. They're kind of projections based on your spending history. So you really got to pull a true tri-merge. But if you can get that middle score 620, Mm -hmm. and if it's your first time to buy a property, we've got some great programs out there where you can come in with 3.5%. There are some programs where you can come in with zero money down. There's a lot of folks who have been in Section 8, which they help you rent for so many years, but they apply so much money towards a down payment, and Mm -hmm. you can get those kind of loans. You know, right now... With the investments, you know, I mean, and this isn't even a plug, but I've got this duplex that's coming online. And when I talked to one of my lenders, uh, Sarah, she was telling me a little bit about the lending. She goes, technically, the house, somebody can buy the duplex. Now, get this. They can live in one and get a homeowner, primary resident home, but it comes with two houses, two little apartments, basically, is what it looks like. But it's a home. And rent the other one and count the other income to help them qualify for both. So you get two houses. Mm -hmm. So you buy this property for one hundred sixty-five thousand. You put down your three and a half percent down. You know your fifty-eight hundred bucks. Tax time's coming up. People are getting tax returns. A lot of people buy money. Smart people buy use those tax return money to go ahead and buy a house. Then all of a sudden your payment on that's eight hundred dollars, but you're renting out the next the other plex of the duplex for 650 so you're paying 200 dollars a month and you own both it's right paying itself That's there's crazy. some opportunity right now when you get with your professional and start talking about rent again i know that's a way that we have to do while we're living but once your credit's on point you need to sit down and start talking to your professionals matter of fact Before you even get your credit going, you need to call your realtor because they will help you get your credit. Sometimes you need letters that need to be written. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just need to do some certain things to kind of get your credit back up. And you might as well do that in the very beginning instead of thinking you got it up. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we still need six more months. 
And right now, the way the market's going, when this 388 homes goes up to 650 homes, I'm telling you, homes that you could buy right now for 200 are going to be 225. It's just going up, wow. and it, I don't see any, you know, any slowing down anytime soon. I know you as an educator of this field. I know that because you're my friend. Yeah, like exactly. we, we talk regularly about this. But let's say there's someone new in the community. Let's say you come in through the Air Force Base, or you come in through some of the labs or some of the entertainment stuff that's going on in town. Does Albuquerque stand different real estate-wise to other parts of the country? And how easily are you able to communicate those that are looking to buy homes here? You know, what's really nice when people come into town is they're real excited. Most people coming into town are real excited about our pricing. We're very affordable. And, yeah. and that, you know, I mean, to us locals, when we see a house for 250 and five years ago, we know our cousin bought that same house for 175 and it just kind of sticks in you. That is a local problem because it's never going back down. But when you have somebody come in from pretty much any other major city around the nation and you can buy a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage with a nice yard, you know, in Albuquerque that for 210,000, you know, 220,000. That's kind of unheard of. Mm-hmm. It really is unheard of. So when they come in, we usually have the pleasant surprise of telling them, hey, you can get this for this price point, and they end up getting a little bit more than that. And then our taxes, believe it or not, our property taxes are super low compared to most. You know, a good rule of thumb is just over 1% is what our property taxes are. So if you buy a house for 240000 you're going to pay about 200 bucks a month for property taxes. And a lot of these people who come in are paying, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month just for property taxes on some of their properties. So we have a lot of positive things that are going on right now. But as our community grows in the next 10 years, population grows, businesses grow, all the different things that are happening right now, all those things are going to start going up. John, my, my New Year's resolution, buy a home. Nice. What is step one? Step one is literally call your trusted realtor. You've got to make sure and call them. And and if they sit there and say, get in my car, let's start looking, then maybe call another trusted realtor. Um, (laughs) Wait, why is that? Why is that? (laughs) Because before you start looking, you got to figure out what you qualify for. I mean, why... You can't take somebody, you know, to the buffet and then the buffet's closed. You just can't do that. You know what I mean? You got to sit down, have the conversation and find out what that person needs. I mean, I had this wonderful couple one time come in here a few years ago. And uh, as I was taking them showing houses, they're coming from, I think, California area, right? They're like, John, I want a two bedroom, one bath, you know, and I want to keep it under 350,000. I'm like, okay, tell me a little bit about 350. Where'd that come from? Went through the budgets and their monthly payment. I go, that makes sense. And as we start kind of talking more, she's like, oh, I can hardly wait till we have our baby. And, you know, we'll have a two-bedroom. And and then all of a sudden he's like, well, maybe we'll have two or three kids and stuff. And I was like, wait a second. Let's have a conversation Mm. here. Right. Okay. As much as I'd love to say this two-bedroom, one-bath today and then sell that house and Next year, when you have a baby, and then sell that house and kind of go for the next five years at three fifty at our price point, we could probably get you a four bedroom that'll check all the boxes. You have to have these important conversations to know what you're looking for, because if you know you want to buy a house, I always tell folks sometimes people think they want to buy a blender, and by the time they go out there, they don't realize that they really wanted to buy a toaster. And that's the real estate professional's job to help figure out, show you what you can, what you can't, what's out there, what's not. You know, most people aren't savvy to that. So having that first conversation with that trusted realtor is important. Then you're going to go over price, location, what they can qualify for, interest rates, what the future is going to bring. There's just so much involved. It's not just let's go look at pretty homes and hope something fits. We got to grab a break. Everyone, make sure uh, when looking and when starting that journey 
for a new home or a second home or to assist someone in a home process, John Lopez, 505-991-3386. He's your best bet to, uh, number one, connect with the community, and number two, help use yours and yours. John, you're going to stick around for a second? Got you. One more sec. We're going to do some NFL picks. Nice. So get ready for John to fall flat on his face. (laughs) Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. We're hanging out with John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. Check him out. He's helping the community. He's helping people in the community. He's helping you be a part of the community by purchasing a home, 505-991-3386. Obviously, you can always reach out to us at TalkABQ, and we will get you any information. If you're looking for a home right now, it's tight. It's just tight. You need help. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be the guy that's like, oh, you can't do it. You can't right now. You need help. Yep. you got to have certain strategy right now uh, as you're looking for homes. And it's one of those things where you really need to be on your toes. You're not going to go out on Saturday like the old days, look at 15 houses, realtors going to buy you lunch, and you're going to sit there and become good old buddies. Literally right now, it's house hits the market. You look at it, that's a suggested price, 250 Chances are it's going to go for 285 Does it check the boxes? Would you pay 285 if it was listed for 285 If everything's a yes, let's put in an offer 285 or we get creative with escalation clauses. But it's a creative time right now, and you've got to make sure that you're prepared for that. In the words of uh, John Madden, bang, boom, boom, bang, go. <laughs> so, all right, we're doing picks. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest about in that. peace. <laughs> uh, Giants at Bears. I know that Michael Vital is the biggest Bears fan on the planet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance, man. Bears favorite at home against the lowly Giants. Who you boys got? Oh, geez. I'm going Bears. Yeah. The Bears. Yeah, I think so too. Gotta keep go the Bears. Keep it low, something in the in the low twenties. Michael, you got the Bears losing at home. Go Giants. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> Lions at Seahawks. Um, I just don't think the Lions will ever lose again. That is my energy. So I'm gonna take the Lions on the road in a big upset. John, what are you thinking? Definitely Lions. Those guys yeah. are just the most underrated as far as their year is gone. They are a tough, tough team. So I'm going Lions. I'm going to go Lions as well just because Seattle is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we were talking about the Lions. They were winless, but Seattle has turned into the Lions. So I'm going to go with uh, Detroit on this one. Michael, Lions favored by seven on the road. Or, excuse me, you, Seattle at home. You know I like the Lions. Go Detroit. I feel the same way. This, uh, this to me, should be a no-brainer. It should be the Vikings at the Packers, and it should be the biggest win of the season for the Packers because it's division and it's hard to win in Green Bay, and the Vikings always underperform when you think they're going to perform well. I'm taking the Packers by, like, three scores. I agree. I think the Packers are going to take this home. I think they're looking good, and, uh, you know, Vikings are fairly solid, but uh, Packers got this. I'll take the Packers in a close game. Oh, okay. In a close game. Just because of what I saw against the Browns, um, the Vikings aren't as bad as the Browns, but they're not going to beat Green Bay. Green Bay by a field goal. Michael, I'm not even going to ask you. Vikes always play the Packers tough, especially at Lambeau. Packers by three. Okay. Wow, we have some agreement going on today. No fighting. Here's where it gets weird, though. I'm going to take the Cardinals over the Cowboys in Dallas. 
<laughs> well, guys, you already know I was born in the 70s. I was raised to hate them. I don't know why. I don't know any reasons why mm-hmm. I do, but I do. And I've got to take anybody <laughs> but the Cowboys. That's just the way I was taught. So Cardinals over the Cowboys for John. <laughs> ABC fan. Anybody but the Cowboys. There you go. But the Cardinals are bad, are awesome, so I think we're good. Um, I'm going to actually uh, – I do not like picking the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by six at home. But I'm going to say the Cowboys just because Arizona hasn't looked like Arizona in a few weeks. I don't think they're just going to show up in Dallas to be the team that we thought they were. I got the Cowboys winning by double digits. Michael, Cardinals lost to the Colts last week. What's that mean to you? Cardinals are fading fast out of the picture. They'll get to the playoffs. They already made the playoffs, but they'll be one and out, and the Cowboys will make sure of that this weekend. There you go. Wow, but let's not forget who the Cowboys are. They they may have a good team. They may look pretty. They may have pretty blue colors, but what are they famous for, guys? Come on. <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, this I know the the phone's going to just blow up. The phone's about to blow up. <laughs> Text everything. Oh, what I, I think it. will be the biggest blowout of the week is the Bills at home versus the Falcons. Can the Falcons come within 14 and a half? <laughs> no. No. Not There's at all. There's no way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let me guess, Michael. You go to the I, like, I like the Falcons. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah, because they're fighting for a playoff spot and they're just a half game behind. I think they do it. Mm, one, nice. one, two of their last three. Just, the underdog. You well, know that movie's the, out and now. The bills are so inconsistent. <laughs> the bills are so inconsistent. Come on. But I also say the Bills aren't in the clear for that division, even though they're in first place for now. There's no way they can lose this game. Holding tiebreakers as well. So if it came down to a everyone's even at the end, Miami, New England, Buffalo, it's Buffalo. Okay, Chiefs at Bengals. Um, I think the Chiefs should win on the road, but I saw Joe Burrow throw for over a quarter ton of yards. Yeah. So give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home in the upset. Oh. I don't know. Chiefs need to win for this, you know, a little bit on a personal side because they're within the Pittsburgh Steelers division. And as horrible as we've had some times out there, you know, it takes a couple of bad games for the Bengals to actually put us back in play again. So I got to go Chiefs. Plus, Chiefs, I like them. They're pretty tough. They are tough. Um, I'm going to go, oh, as a Chargers fan, this hurts me. Chiefs are going to win just because their defense is way better than the Ravens. There's no way. Joe Burrow's throwing for 600 yards or eight touchdowns, none of that stuff. (laughs) I'm going with the Chiefs. Michael, have you also given up on Joe Burrow? Even though Burrow (laughs) threw for five football fields – (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it. I think the Chiefs they're they're they've winners they won eight in a row and they they look like they're ready for the postseason. Look for a callback to this one on Monday because I'm gonna be the only victorious boy here. <laughs> Dolphins at Titans in the Miss Me Bowl. Uh, I guess I got Titans at home. I don't love that. Oh, uh, give me a, a tie game. <laughs> Come on, make a commitment. You know you're going to go for the Dolphins. I am going to go for the Dolphins. I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking the Dolphins on the road. Oh, yeah, I got Dolphins. It's going to be a good one, though. I'm going to go with Tennessee only because Dolphins are coming off a short week. That's the only thing. Yeah, the Dolphins' defense is really good. I like them. Yeah, but their offense looked garbage against the gar- garbage Saints. I have no answer. <laughs> Raiders at Colts. I want the Raiders to win. I always want the Raiders to win. I'm low-key a Raiders fan. They're going to lose in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
right now the word Raiders is a little different for me. I just see bedazzled now just because of their new home. Yes. It's just not old school. It's not tough. It's not tough. It's so super soft. I don't think I can go with the Raiders with this particular game, so they're Ra- going to lose. Raiders super soft. Uh, John Lopez, Coldwell. Ruiz. <laughs> You are being a little silly today. Man, he attacked the Cowboys and the Raiders. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Put it on a billboard. Hey, being bedazzled ain't bad. <laughs> Look at your headset. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> Look at my Instagram page if you want to see the bedazzled headset. <laughs> Not so wrong. Robert, who you got? Oh, I, it, this pains me to pick the Raiders as a Chargers fan, but I need the Raiders to win this just to pull the Colts back. Plus, there's no Carson Wentz. Sam Ellinger is not going to win a game as a starter. Sorry. Ooh. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Take your time, Michael. Raiders are a bad team. I like the Colts' run game. Go Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he is the one exception that. to the rule. Uh, biggest upset in the history of upsets is me picking Jacksonville Jaguars over the New England Patriots this weekend. <laughs> I believe that Trevor Lawrence will right the ship. Uh, there was a lot of digs taken at the Jaguars this past yesterday with CM Punk on the microphone for AEW making fun of Tim Tebow and the Jaguars alike. Therefore, I got Jacksonville over New England. Who do you got, John? I got Jacksonville. Yes, John. Thank you so much. I got you back on that one. The way it should be. Look, they have the Patriots to win by 16. (laughs) I'm going to double that up. Patriots by 32. (laughs) Michael, it's a 15-and-a-half-point spread. (laughs) Patriots. Yes, obviously. I just showing my love for you, yeah, boss. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am in a place where I need it. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to New York to play the Jets. Uh, traditionally, Tom Brady has played well against the Jets. I'm going to say they don't even score a point. Give me the Buccaneers on the road in a shutout of the Jets. You know what? That sounds <laughs> that that sounds very possible. I don't think it'll be quite a shutout, but definitely Jets ain't going anywhere this weekend. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, five touchdowns by halftime. Yes. <laughs> sits it out. Yeah, it sits out. He's not even playing. Does Brady take a nap, though, still? Or, you know. Yeah, that, in a hyperbaric chamber. That age right there, you go there after <laughs> yeah. every play. He's got the book of Boba Fett thing. He just, like, afterwards, <laughs> he just rests up inside of it. He ends up being fine. Michael, what do you got? The Jets will hate everything about avocados, and so I say it's Tampa <laughs> We hate that our colors even resemble avocados. Oh. Awesome. Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, this is a good rivalry game. I'm going to tell you, I think Philly and Washington is a better rivalry than Dallas and any of those two teams. Uh, hard mm. hard to take Washington at home because of the team that they are, but I'm going to over the visiting Eagles unless Gardner Minshew plays and it's an Eagles and a blowout. You know, I just i am not very impressed with Washington. It's my brother's team. He's diehard Washington. I just don't have any faith in those boys, unfortunately. So I'm going the other way, boss. I'm picking the Eagles just because I believe they're in the seventh seed in the playoffs right now, so they need this win. And plus Washington, I think their whole team is on the COVID list. Uh, give me Philly by a little. But if Gardner Minshew plays by a lot. Yeah, I love Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles have the league's number one ranked rushing team. I like them in the win. Rams at Ravens, I pick the Rams to lose all the time, but I don't think I'm going to do it this weekend. They are going to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. That's how I feel. You know what? I can't stand 
the Ra- the Ravens because yeah, again. Pittsburgh, yeah. But after watching the movie The Underdog this week, yes, telling <laughs> you the Rams, I, I kind of like that little franchise there. <laughs> you know, well, it's history, but I like the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Different city, different owner at the time. Whatever. I hate I hate Stan Kroenke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm picking the Rams by a lot. The Ravens are falling fast. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Give me the Rams. Say that again. Falling fast. They fall, we rise, baby. Exactly. Love that. And uh, no Lamar Jackson, no Ravens win. It's going to be L.A. Rams. Nice. Denver Broncos go to your Los Angeles Superchargers of San Diego County on the Pacific oh. Rim. Oh. I have to, I have <laughs> to pick the Chargers at home, right? Because there's no quarterback in Denver. They don't have a clue. Give me the Chargers by one single score at home. Broncos and Elway all day long. Oh, wait. Yep. <laughs> Wrong generation. <laughs> Broncos, I got to stick with my boys. The ponies are good. Well, the way our defense plays, we might be playing John Elway. Uh, <laughs> but I can't go against my boys. They have to win these last two games. Show some pride, so I'm going with the Chargers in a close one. The Broncos' defense only had eight first downs in their loss over last weekend, so I'm going with the Chargers. I think they can generate more offense. All right, we'll go with my gut versus Michael that actually knows. The Texans at the 49ers. Uh, Texans, I don't think, will score in this one. 49ers at home big. Give me like a 30 rip is what I got the boys in red doing. Niners all day long. Niner, niner, niner. Yeah, this won't even be a game. 49ers. The Texans are no. playing tough with no. their new coach, and I like no, Houston. Michael. Houston wins in an upset by three. They're not playing the Chargers again this week. They're going to play regular now. They haven't quit on the season, which is weird for a bad team. Just like the Lions, I like the Texans. Rex Burkhead will not run for 200 <laughs> yards, all right? They found their quarterback of the future, Mills. <laughs> We're squeezing the last two in before the break. Sorry, Michael, if I'm screwing it up. Carolina at New Orleans. I got New Orleans at home. If it's Taysom Hill, if it's anyone else, uh, they're big losers. I agree. I like the Panthers, baby. I think this will be a tie negative two to negative two. Ooh, smart. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Saints. Okay. Save the best for last. Cleveland Browns at your Pittsburgh Steelers, John. Hmm. I wonder. Steelers by one. (laughs) Now, we got to be fair here. When you ask these questions, I get torn between who I think is going to win and who do we love? Yes. Ah. It's a rough deal. You've never been in this position before. But Steelers, you know what? I think we're one on, one off. We're going to be one on now. That's okay. kind of what we've been doing. And we got to win, and we will win. I think we're going to win big. 21 points over Ooh. these boys. Ooh. Not- um, Browns are going to be ahead 32-0 to zero at halftime. <laughs> Roethlisberger is going to wake up like the Undertaker, <laughs> win the game 33-32. Love that. Michael, last Big, one. Big Ben's going to have a game of the ages before he walks out of retirement, walks into retirement. It's going to be the Steelers hanging on. On ah, two bad boy, Mikey. <laughs> John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, 505-991-3386. Contact John for your help in purchasing your home. Thank you, boss. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being one of the boys for a little bit, John. You got it, man. We'll see you soon. Love you, ABQ. Where we get back, bowl talk. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The sports animal. Okay, Michael. Okay, Robert. It's officially bowl season. Now, there were some bowls already. But the way it is now... Like, you can literally never convince me to sit down and watch four hours of a football game of a team I don't care about. There's only one bowl that I 
cared about besides the the big ones. That was the New Mexico Bowl. The rest yeah. of them, yeah. same. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted that one in person. That was for me. Get out of here. Yep. And the way they're done now on TV, commercial break, commercial break, commercial break, commercial break. Commercial break. Oh, I don't man. have time. I just yeah. don't have time. Yeah. I have to watch the book of Boba Fett. I'm very busy. <laughs> Seeing the uh, background scenery of the Bahamas in that earlier bowl game, I really like that. See, I even missed that. ESPN I, I, did a really good job of showing the background to what town or where you're at in that bowl game. I, mean, I, mean, I, I have Google Images. I'm, I'm upset because I'm in cloudy Albuquerque. I do not want to watch the Bahama Bowl. Yeah, jealousy. I'm super jealous. Yeah, I feel that, actually. I feel that by a lot. These guys are athletic. Look better to me, and they're in the Bahamas. <laughs> I'm good. Want want. <laughs> Both games are tomorrow. Let's do the early one first. We'll do the later one second. So, Cotton Bowl is at three thirty. What's the Cotton Bowl named after? I don't even know what that's from. Cotton. Okay. <laughs> it's in. It's down there in Arlington where the Cowboys play. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, breaking news: Cincinnati zero and five against Alabama. <laughs> Ever. Well, first of all, I'm glad. I, I was thinking this was going to be actually played in the place called the Cotton Bowl, but it's not. It's AT&T. I was wondering. I was like, oh, yeah. please don't have them out there No, at the real Cotton Bowl where they have the state fair. I'm glad this is that up-to-date AT&T HD butt whooping. Alabama favored by 13 and a half, um, as they should be. Cincinnati did everything right all year to be from one of the other five conferences. They won all the games. They had definitive wins. They beat Notre Dame. They are all the things that you want in a team. And they say by the rule book, if you do all these things, you're going to have a chance at the college football playoffs. Here's the thing. After they did all those things right, they still couldn't give them better than fourth. That's wrong. That's That's so wrong. Out of the teams left, they're the only one undefeated. Yeah. And let me give you the perennial powerhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Off the bat, see how you do. Yeah. Okay, you may win, but there's another one waiting for you. Alabama's like, <laughs> what? Alabama's like, what girl should I dance with at this prom? Like, oh, okay, this one. They won them all, and they beat number five Notre Dame at the time, number yeah. twenty-one Houston at the time in Notre Dame. Joining us on the program in the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Wayne. Wayne, welcome. How are you, friend? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I agree. I think the bowl games are kind of a waste. I think what needs to happen is every division champion should have ability to play in the playoffs, just like every other sport team that we watch. I think that's how it should be. I think it waters down when there's nothing really to play for but a trophy. I think if they have a chance to play in a bowl game, to chance to be in the national championship, that's, that would warrant a lot more ratings and warrant those games would make those more valid. We're waiting forever for the national championship anyways. Might as well make these bowl games be worth uh, an actual playoff system. Wayne, how much would you love to see like two SEC teams like Georgia, Alabama play in a championship for the SEC and then one of them doesn't make it to the playoffs? And I'm like, yes, that game. I would watch that game. Finally. The whole, like, I would miss zero <laughs> snaps because I'd be like, because one of these teams is going to win the national championship, but one of them is not even going to make the playoffs. I'm in in that plan, Wayne. I'm in 100% in that plan. Right, but what if like New Mexico, who hypothetically won the the, the Mountain West, hosted a team that didn't make the Final Four, but they were top twenty five team because they won the game? Wouldn't you go to that game versus any other game? That that would be interesting too. Right, because it will actually mean something uh-huh. for the winner. Exactly. Yeah, 
Exactly. You exactly. move on and play someone else. And you're not worried if your best players are sitting out because the draft's coming up and they're actually just hanging out in southern Florida throwing passes to wide receivers from other colleges that are sitting out because their insurance policy doesn't let them play in a bowl game. Wayne, I'm on Team Wayne right now. Yes, big time. Appreciate the call. I like that. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Tournament style for college football. For, Let's make it happen. For everything. Yes. I think the conference champions of, of the uh, Power Five or non-Power Five get a shot. So I, I would think that the most you could do for playoffs is eight. Yeah. Every conference champion gets a shot in some way to get to the playoffs. Uh, I say let's make it bigger than eight. Yeah. Let's make it bigger. Because then how many – How many? I mean, it's a long season already, so how much longer Don't care. It? These yeah. kid, hey, these kids don't go to school in the spring. These, <laughs> Forget it. They're old men. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, keep it rolling. After week whatever, championship, you get a week off, let's get this tournament started. And I'm telling because the current formula don't work. 13 – like Cincinnati 13-0? 13-0. Yeah. They did everything they could do to be the number one team in the country. They're the number four team in the country. A lot of those college football players say and after their first year of the NFL, they're burned out after 14 because they don't play more than 12 or 13 games Shoot. in college. Makes Look sense. here, that's why that paycheck will extinguish the burnout. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. That, that name, image, likeness. There we go. I just feel like, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're against it because they're saying, oh, it'll be too many blowouts. You never know. You know, once Boise State happened – that's when I was all on board. Let's see this stuff happen. Homeboy, that was 2008. Yeah. That's forever ago. Once that happened, because that was the first time I can remember seeing it. Yeah. Let them play. Alabama's got like a dozen dudes on the IR. They will not be playing. Here's how much it matters to Alabama. It don't. Cincinnati's kicker is out, though. Did you guys? So they their special team's going to end up being in a spot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look, that's not going to matter. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. The kicker's not scoring the touchdowns that Alabama will be scoring. So. What, what's not going to matter is at the beginning of the game, you have two end zones, right? Yep. And in one end zone, you have all the Alabama players. and the other end zone, you have all the Cincinnati players. And you're going to look at both of them, and you're going to know. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. How you guys do, how you guys doing over there, Scrawny Lonnie? And you're like, sir, we're actually Cincinnati. We're not Scrawny Ronnies. Wait, wait. Let me look at let me look at it this way though. What happens if Cincinnati wins? It's not a battle of the mascots. If Cincinnati wins, they'll be on such a high. Then you're like, okay, come back down to earth because guess what? You got to play and do this again. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I do now. It, it's yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm in fairyland right now. You see what they did to Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Luckily for Cincinnati, they got two good cornerbacks, so that means that Alabama's only going to run it. <laughs> like, what? I'm t- I'm feeling for Cincinnati is what I'm saying. We haven't even talked about Alabama's defense. For why? <laughs> it's Nick Saban. That's all you have to say. Like, come on. This isn't good. This isn't good. Nick said earlier, like, in a press conference today, they were like, uh, hey, coach, does it ever uh, get on your nerves when the kids aren't, like, you know, super focused for a bowl game when it's an opponent like Cincinnati? And Nick Saban's like, I have no patience. Literally everything gets on my nerves, so yes. <laughs> you can beat them by what – what was the worst thomping that was put on this year? That one over Southern Myth? 
60 to 14 or whatever. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be worse than that. It's going to be worse than what they did to New Mexico State at 59 to 3. Uh, Friend of the show, Marty, is connecting with us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Marty, how are you? You guys hurt my feelings when you talk about my Cowboys. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. This took longer than I thought, but I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> they keep winning. I don't understand. They're legitimate. I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl team. We'll see. We'll see. We just got to, you know, we got to break all those ghosts of Christmas past. So, you know, that's the thing. And, and you know, McCarthy, he's got to manage. That, he's my biggest concern is just mismanaging some kind aspect of the game, you know, and, you know, that that's critical. And but that, that's my I thing with you, Marty. We have the pass rush to get to Rodgers, Brady, and whoever we put in front of us. So. The- the thing um, I like about Marty you know, is, hey, sorry to cut you off, like when Marty's Cowboys win, mm-hmm. Marty's like, we didn't win the correct way. Like that's <laughs> how like Marty's a Cowboy fan. He's like, we can win better. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Marty, you're a very good Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, no, the, we, I mean, I, you know, I, there's no style points in the NFL, but you know, if you're, if you follow a team, you know, you know, they, you know, like the Packers, I mean, yeah, they beat the Browns, but yeah, I don't know. They could, they could have played better. Now they heard my parlay. You know, the Browns. Really <laughs> I was going to say, but, there it is. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But I did win. We did win a team parlay. We did the halftime spreads, and the Browns were minus or plus four. And I think I think the spread was like plus, minus 10 Packers. So we didn't cover that one. But we ended up winning the full, you know, full regulation parlay, which is a nice little payoff. Marty, we got to go. We got to go to break, but I want you to put it down real quick before we go. 13 and a half Alabama favored against Cincinnati. You taking that? Uh, yeah, I think they're number one for a reason. I think Georgia, but I really want to see Mr. Harbaugh. Who's all, he's like my all time favorite coach. I, I really love that passion. He brings like that to me. If you look up a coach, you know, that's Jim Harbaugh. So I really want to see Michigan win it all i don't think they will but it'd be nice to see i was going to say really quick you guys you know wayne was talking about having a tournament but i see more nflers from the mountain west than i see from these lower tier sec schools or acc or there really is i mean the cowboys roster is loaded with mountain west players I just see it i see it and i think the mountain west is a really good football conference i really do i think it's a i think it's a work ethic thing like the guys, yeah, Shaq Barrett's a prime example, yep. Michael. Yeah, there's yeah, there's guys from the Mountain West have worked really hard to get where they are on the Mountain West, and they work really hard at the next level. And here's a surprise. You know what coaches like? Guys who work really hard. Yep. You're the best, oh, Marty. Absolutely. absolutely. That's the NFL, though. It's guys that work their butts off, and they get a shot, and they make it They make it work, you know. So you guys have a happy new year. We'll be calling here in 2022, hopefully, talking about my Cowboys. There you go, my friend. Thanks. I really like Mar- I really like Marty as a don't be haters. He said. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he was real professional until that last part. He had to get it in there. He had to uh, get it in. Marty's Marty's been a friend of the show maybe since day one. He's, he's a long time. Oh, he's been here forever, yeah. and he's, uh, he's his analysis is always top notch. He knows what's up. He knows what's going on. Uh, we're grabbing a break. We'll, we will break down the other bowl because I'm telling you, there's only two. There's cotton and orange. Those are the only two. And then after that, at 6 o'clock, Tyler Lovely joining us. Uh, we're going to go sports adjacent for a segment and then come back and, and a little bit more sports life. Dave Busters presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. So, Michael, that's why I bring you snacks every day. You cheer me up. <laughs> and it works. 
What time do I get here usually? Like about one, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little later sometimes. Two. Two. That's and, that's good time. Yeah, and and you get here early. You're here like midday, like lunch. Oh, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. Yeah. You wear a lot of hats here. But no, I know you're always here and you always uh, today was the best because it was a uh, Mexican Coca-Cola. And I thank you so, so much because well, I'm a fan of the glass bottle Mexican Coca-Cola. Yes. Ooh, I love it. On my list of Coca-Colas, it is near the top right underneath. Well, really none. It might be number one. It's on the varsity of Coca-Colas. You know, what's a good one that a lot of people don't realize. And it's got a good got a, uh, sweeter than normal is the Sprites that they make over in Mexico. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Am I telling the truth, Rob? Yeah. Shout out to Van for putting me onto that. I can put Boy, a, those are good. Yes. Right, I can maybe put a little Bacardi in it. I can maybe like live a life similar to what you're talking about right now. But mm-hmm. I do not think I would just drink straight. It's not the same, though. No? It's a totally no. different, right, it's, Robert? Yeah. The American, like blows your throat out i'm not trying to have that like no that's not what happens with this one is it at the bodega can i just get it at the bodega you can i believe so okay i'm gonna get one the second game is better than the first game and the second game is after the first game and that's why we're talking about it's second georgia and michigan okay Mm, i don't even think this is gonna be a good game oh you don't you think it's georgia favored by seven and a half yeah because i don't i've i've watched michigan a few times they can run the ball but if they get behind, can they can they do anything? Yeah, but they're weird. Do you notice that they'll run the ball, Robert, and then they do a, a throw downfield or they'll do a flea flicker. So Harbaugh yeah. got them. It's got that offense running kind of quirky, which is kind of interesting. It works. But but Georgia's defense. Oh man, yeah. They're not going to be able to just line up and run the ball forty times. And here's what I do know. Yeah. This game is going to help me uh, pregame for my New Year's party because this one is worth drinking through. Like, this game to me (laughs) is let's go. Like, I know I'm about to have a long fun night anyways. I got two good football teams playing a good football game. Give it it to me. And do I got to pick a winner? Yes, because I'm on Sports Talk. And the winner is going to be the audience because the first game is going to be a snoozer. (laughs) I actually think this one is too. This is just, you know, the little pre-show for the SEC championship part two. I don't see Michigan doing anything with Georgia. I think both teams are sick of being uh, looked over, and I think it'll be a real good game. Michigan wants to get back on the national scene, and Georgia's like, there's more than one team in the SEC, boys. Mm. All right, Milwaukee Bucks won a championship. The Atlanta Braves won a championship. Where are you going with this? Weird teams are winning championships. Ah. Good point. Wait, wait, Georgia's a weird team to win a championship. uh, So Michigan, though. Michigan's won a championship before Georgia's won their last one. All right. Obviously, I'm going to pick Georgia because I'm a big Bill Goldberg fan. So (laughs) (laughs) give me Georgia as the favorite. Are they favorited? I think they are not. I think they are. Wait, so you're not a Steiner fan? Georgia by seven and a half. You're not a Steiner Brothers fan? Did did any of the Steiner Brothers go even combined 173 and 0? Oh, they didn't? (sighs) There we go. That's a good point. Yeah. Although, as far as branding goes, I don't know if I can give you a better wrestling move than the Steiner Recliner. Oh, yeah. It's a brilliant name. Frankensteiner. Ooh. Michael, if we're able to come back from the break to anything Harlem Heat, I will be very happy. <laughs> Which I did use affectionately at the gong show. It's the best wrestling entrance <laughs> music of all time. Coming back with our 
new friend of the show, Tyler Lovely. We're really excited about that. So we're going to do that. We're going to laugh a little bit. We'll be sports adjacent. And then we'll wrap this program up before the holiday weekend. For two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's everything perfect about pro wrestling. It's a combination of like rock, hip hop, and Nickelodeon's guts. <laughs> oh, I've never thought of that, but you dead on with that. Yeah. Dead on. Six o'clock. We got one hour before the holiday break, and we're going to loosen it up a little bit. Uh, last week, I was the guest judge. A guest judge? Actual judge? Am I, why, am I using poor judge? Bridge? I was the judge yeah. of the gong show that you put on with Reloaded Talent Booking and Promotions. Yes. First of all, thank you for the invitation. Secondly, I thought I was going to have to steal the show. I had an idea. I was going to be the funniest guy in the building, and I was prepared to do <laughs> – like, I had a whole set ready. <laughs> Well, little did I know, as after 15 competitors entered in a, in a like, barter town, Thunderdome-style environment, yes. only Tyler Lovely came out on top. Tyler Lovely, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here, y'all. Tyler Lovely, you are funny. I'm funny. Yeah, but you've known for a long time. <laughs> Wait a minute. He said that with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm funny? It's weird to hear. It's weird. <laughs> You do so much open micing in this scene that you just have no idea, you know? Yeah. Because like, yeah, you've you, never been funny or it's like a lifelong thing you've well, been funny? No one's paying $750 until now. That's, <laughs> that's, ah, there we go. I like that. It is It is like a weird comedy town. So you guys both are insanely prominent in the comedy scene here in town. Right. Sports adjacent for the next 15 minutes. Okay. And as you guys are insanely prominent, I'm like, what is the scene? Like, talk to me about the scene, boys. Like, what is the comedy scene of the 505? Um, it is building. Yeah, it is building right now. We are we are we are setting up a scene right now. I don't think there was much of a scene before. Killed by think, COVID or killed before? I, I see. Walking in, I don't think there was a lot of a scene before. I, I think there was open mics. And I think there was comics trying to do their thing. I don't think there was a lot of cohesiveness. There was nobody really working together on anything. There was nobody building anything up before. Like this is like kind of we're we're stepping into fresh territory right now. Or what Buck D's doing with this show, putting fifteen comics on like that. It wasn't a thing before. It really wasn't. You would have your clicks where you could get a show, but we've never had it where you could be a part of a thing. Like, you could be a part of this scene, sign up for shows, and then maybe win $750. Like, that's never been a thing. For the friends of the show, Buck D is Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson, who regularly co-hosts this program, oh, who right. has an industry name. <laughs> He's got alternate identity. Yeah, we don't yeah, yeah. on the program often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Buck D. Gibson. Yes. Um, so I agree with Tyler because I, when I started seven years ago, it wasn't a scene. You just had comics, mm -hmm. and everybody was in their corners doing open mics and all of that. And when I started, none of them, they were not messing with me at all. No. They were like, no, because you, you didn't do it like we think you should do it. My very first show I put together, it was 700 people there, straight off social media, put the word out there. So, you know, you have people coming to see if you're funny, people to come to see if you fall on your face or if you're funny in real life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. They all paid. Who cares? But, you know, like Tyler said, what what I wanted to do was, hey, we have talent here. If, if we just come together, which we haven't just yet, because even you yourself, Fred, you've noticed that. Sure. You've noticed. He's like, oh, what's this over here? What's the, why, what's the deal? That's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it to where we could all come together as a force and, and give out the best entertainment for the city and the surrounding area. 
So I've worked in radio for a long time, almost as long as Tyler's been alive. And I think sports and comedy is like left leg, right leg. I think they're stride and stride the whole time. And I don't see that connection really until now, you know, until, you know, Robert, you coming on our program regularly and you allowing us to be a part of things. But I know a Marie who produces in the morning show, she, although uh, due to COVID wasn't able to not her, the program uh, was going to perform comedy at halftime of a Lobo game. That was going to be so awesome. And I see like reincorporation of it both ways. Tyler, as you look at sports from like a comedian's viewpoint, do you see the jokes? Do you see the humor or is it so separated and serious to you that you can't blend the two? I, I think the thing that I would take from sports and apply to comedy is more, I guess, like like the individual like stride, like the pushing yourself kind of aspect. Yeah. of that stuff is that you're kind of like like an athlete is not motivated by anything but like his athletic self, like what what who he is as an athlete. Like that's the same with comedians. You know, there's no motivation to go to a mic. There's not a lot of mo- motivation to go do some suicides, go catch a ball. You know what right. I mean? Like these are things that you have to set yourself out to do. And I think that's kind of where they do line up. You know that these are like weird things. You know these are these aren't things that pay the bills regularly unless you push yourself, unless you like really make yourself something in those. You know. Are you still in your rookie year? Yes. Yeah, you I, are. I'm, I'm super rookie. I'm up and coming right now. Yeah. Because so, I saw, I believe, one of your very virgin performances at the roast of Kenny Thomas and J.R. Giddens. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. first time I saw him perform as Same. well. And yep. so we were there scouting some talent, uh, not just for the radio show, but for some of the production stuff we put on in town. And I had never seen anyone fall harder on their face than you fell <laughs> as the roast of Kenny Thomas and J.R. Giddens. And then to kind of watch, like, Thank like you. you just grab that rebound of yourself. Yes. And then bring you to where you are now because you're not performing in front of friends, family, and those that you can convince to come. You're performing in front of fans. Yeah. What has that journey been like for you over the last, what is it, only six months? Uh, no, it's been a couple years now that I've been doing this thing. It's been it's been a few years now, but that's the thing is that it, it just takes so long to like yeah. get any kind of grounding and like to get your feet in this kind of thing. You know, it just takes so long. So, but these past few years, it's just been a lot of like really, you really find out who you are doing this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because like I said, like it's you waking up and deciding you're gonna go do five open mics tonight with no gas money type situation. You know, those are those kinds of moments that I think you really just figure out who you are. I think in grand scheme. Like everything, like you can apply who I am in comedy to who I am in everything, you know. And I think that's what's cool about that journey. You know what I mean? You're going to open mics trying to get better at comedy, but you're also like finding who you are doing that. Robert, you obviously very successful comedy career, very successful promotions career, and and now in my opinion, really catching your stride in radio. Uh, when you recognize like funny and you recognize talent and you recognize guys in town, do you think it's a certain medium? Do you think it can go from one form to the other and? Of that opinion that you have, how do you identify what people like Tyler with stand-up do best and what, like myself, with talk radio do best? How do you identify where guys need to be in the comedy world? First of all, most definitely, because when I watch someone do stand-up, the first thing I think is, man, they're already good at this. What can they parlay this into? Right. You know, because... A lot of people don't even think outside of, when I say people, I mean comics, they don't even think outside of stand-up which is crazy to me because I've never been that way. I'm like, man, I can do so much. But to go into, you know, the radio and and everything else, I think it all starts with social media. Right. I tell anybody, if you can conquer social media, you can hit any media. Um, with with Tyler, what I saw, uh, you know, because what a lot of people don't, don't know, I have him as an intern on the hip-hop station. Right. Uh, 101.3 to hustle on the midday mayhem. And it wasn't because I just saw something in him. He was hungry. He reached out. He had been a guest on the show and was like, hey, man, I, I want to do this. 
first of all, that's got to happen. Yes. You have to want to do it. I think a lot of people are stagnant in one thing that they think they're good at and are afraid to step over the boundaries. Really, there are no boundaries. That's how I feel. Tyler, as you get in front of an audience and in, in this past, was it Wednesday? This past Wednesday, whenever we were doing the gong show at Revel, and you have that that final, that big shot, that final shot of the game. And you got to take it and you got to hit it and you got to win this comedy contest. Uh, what is that moment for you, like that build there? Like, what is the game plan? What is, like, are you going to like catalogs and archives in your mind? Is it an off the cuff joke? Like, how do you know when you're going to be able to win the big one? See, I think it's, it's like for me, those situations come down to my off the cuff yeah. kind of stuff because that stuff is like better in the moment, I think. You were yeah. a judge, so you'd be like a great person to like tell us, like, it, it, it's better when we're in the moment and we're like making a, like something happen. I, organically because you could go in the back of your mind and come up with a joke and make it work in that moment but i think that what makes that such a grand slam is that you're taking that second and making it funny right yes now. i i agree because i think that's the biggest tool you have in your bag mm-hmm. a lot of it's it's it sounds bad but a lot of people come with their written but you don't know what you're going to encounter with that crowd or what you're going to see the elephant in the room can you take that and make the obvious funny or point out something that nobody else is pointing out yeah, that's what I like. It. I don't have a job title. Like I have a business card with no job title. Like that's why. If I were to self-identify in the world of comedy, which I I don't live in the same part of the world that you do, I would identify myself as a context comic. I take whatever context is around me and I turn that into jokes. Right. And that's how I make a living. That's how I get by. Whenever you're writing or whenever you're putting down um, ideas for jokes, are you drawing from your everyday life of being poor, broke, and underachieving? <laughs> or are you trying to paint the picture of like all the people that you're presenting to? So, <laughs> poor, broke, and under. So you have heard my act. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm doing. Like I think that's the way to be funny, though. You got to be relatable, you know. Like I want to hear somebody that is talking about what they're dealing with, and what I'm dealing with is a, a negative bank account, yeah. a negative, <laughs> a, a, an E. Wait, you on have my a bank tank. account, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed you had a bank account. I mean, going to a Walmart money center can be a bank account. That depending is on bank how, account. like depending on how you how you handle that that's situation. But yeah, no, that's what you do. You got to take stuff from your life. That's what comics are. We're living we're living the same life as everyone else, but we're just trying to make something funny out of it. Tyler. Tyler Lovely, local uh, up-and-coming comedian, performs all over town, speaking of. Uh, what do you got coming up? I mean, holidays are a lot. Do you have a New Year's Eve thing? You got stuff in January? Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff coming up. The best way that anybody can find me and find out what's going on with me would be to follow me on Instagram, Tyler is broke. Just one word, yeah. Tyler is broke. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to remember, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you should put again on that because you had some money last week, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was gone instantly, though. Let's be honest. Seven hundred fifty dollars flies out of your pocket. It's, I, it's not what it was when you were a kid, right? I'm saying it's no. not. It's not <laughs> when you got a phone bill. You got you got rent that you're three months behind on. That yeah. stuff's out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gone. The uh, I remember the very first time YouTube sent me a check. I remember that like I get my very first YouTube check, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this like is it. I'm I'm big time now. And they sent me another one. I was like, oh, it's not quite as high. It's okay, like, yeah. like here. <laughs> All right, YouTube. See, for me, that was stand-up comedy. My first comedy check, the first show I ever did, the first time I ever did stand-up comedy, I took home an 800, well, $850 cash. Nice. And I was like, this is it. I'm big time. We're getting paid <laughs> this, is, this is a wrap. The, second, the first three shows, I didn't make under 500 Dang. But after that, 
reality set in. Because gas still costs, and hotel still costs, and dinner still costs, and drinks still costs. Oh, man. Those are the nights, though. I was but, gonna, well, it took about three years for me to stop losing money by doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it took me a good three years. <laughs> but uh, uh, Yeah, it was so good. That gong show was incredible, man. Big shout-out to everybody that was a part of that. Uh, there's another one coming. Yes, February the 9th. Oh, wow. Revel again? At Revel. Okay, yes. yeah, excellent. You judging? Me? Yeah. Right. You and Van, you got to judge again. So we are throwing that weekend for Valentine's Day oh. a Rocky Horror Picture of the Musical at Electric Playhouse. Ah. So it's going to depend on some production stuff and how life's going. And by the way, I have this day job of hosting a sports talk radio show. Ah. Also, well, it's Super Bowl week. We're going to Super Bowl that week, too. Oh, okay. That's So right. there's That's a right. lot going on. And I'll be coming off my hangover from the Royal Rumble only, only nine days earlier. I mean, how... You're... You're not going to make something. I'm just no. <laughs> something you're going to be absent so, from. Tyler, my lady, is a doctor. She's a doctor. Okay. So she's like, hey, we're not going anywhere without N95. Oh, like, yeah. She, yeah, she's, she's like, if you think if you think you're walking in to see even one entrance in the Royal Rumble without yeah, yeah. two face masks, oh, I'm like, gonna, babe, I promise. Like, I'll wear it. And no matter what. like Optimus Prime at everything. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be worth it, though. Oh, it's going to be super worth it. Because when Brock Lesnar comes out, I don't even got time. I don't got time with it with Tyler here. Tyler Lovely's joining us. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back one more, talk a little bit of sports, talk a little bit of life, talk a little bit more about Tyler and his big win at the Gong Show that was put on this past weekend by Robert and Reloaded Talent Booking and Promotions. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Inaugural Reloaded Talent Booking and Promotions in partnership with Revel Entertainment. Gong champion Tyler Lovely joining us on the program. Glad to be here. How do you tell people you're a gong champion? What does that even mean? <laughs> that sounds wild. <laughs> That's why you got to put the money on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that funny. one's $750. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So you $750. That's what I won. No, no, no gonging. So how did you feel? I got a question for him. Oh, how did oh, you feel? Because going stuff. into it, mm-hmm. going into the gong show, you knew it was going to be $200. But I knew it was going to be 500 And I didn't tell you guys until we had the finalists. So when I said $500, how did you feel? Listen, my thing was that I went into it just thinking, don't get gonged. That's if I, much. if I don't get gonged, I had yeah. a good then night. Then you're a winner. If I just don't get gonged, I won. But Because yeah. th- it was $200 on the line. I was thinking, right. hey, maybe I win 200 bucks. But then he said it was $500, and I was like, oh, it's game time. <laughs> it's time to do something. So, so then we tell the crowd. Everyone starts chipping in. We get 100 here, 50, 20, 20, goes up to 750. Now how do you feel? Now I'm trying to win this. I'm, trying, <laughs> I, I, I'm rolling my sleeves up. I'm looking at jokes from back in the day. I'm thinking I'm roasting people in my head. I'm starting to get ready. It, yeah. It, it got competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the final. So I think we started with 15. Is that right? Yeah, 15. Got down in the final four. You, Tyler, uh, Josh Poirier, who's very funny. Yes. He's insanely oh, yeah. funny. Uh, Kate Anella, who's very yes. funny. Yes. She is a, uh, she's going to end up being the hotness here in town. I can feel it. I already, I already feel it, too. Yeah. When I first saw her, you know, I had to say something on the podcast. I was like, okay, you better get your stuff together. People yeah. are coming. I actually, I actually went to band camp with Kate Anella. I know her from way back. Really? Yep. yep. Well, the same pillow talk as sports. One day at band camp, <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of sticking flutes places on her, she 
put flutes in me. Never mind. I, what? I don't what? Get <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Never mind. And then uh, it was uh, one day at Beg. It was one day, one long day. Who was the final performer? Of- um, Tsunami Couture. Oh yeah, who's very funny. Yes, very funny. Shout out Tsunami. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Excellent little show. You guys just absolutely killed it. And then the uh, conclusion to it was about perfect with Tyler Lovely walking away as your uh, Gong champion. Yes. 2020 is right around 2022 is right around the corner. Uh, I'm as excited as I've ever been about any new year because, um, well, forget this past year and the one that came before it oh, and, yeah. and part of the one before that. With that said, what are you boys looking for in sports in 2022? What's uh, what is like your sports like change you want to see or return of whatever? What is that 2022 forecast for you boys? Mine is I'm going to keep it along the lines of COVID. I want to see them call up players from minor leagues, lower leagues, to the big boys if they don't have enough players. Stop postponing games. Stop canceling games. Call up people that are in lesser lesser leagues and let them play. Give them a shot. Give them a shot. You never know. Yeah, I might, don't ha- I don't Might be another that. Kurt Warner out there. You never know. I don't hate that. Like a little rental system or yeah. something maybe? Yeah. Like why couldn't New Orleans the other day call Philadelphia and get Gardner Minshew for one game? Exactly. Okay. That or just, hey, have a bullpen full of old players who just retired and let them come back. Because like, I'm, still, I'm still with the Phillip Rivers. I'm still with the Drew Brees. Brett Favre, I don't care. Let them come back. Like keep on retainer? Yeah. Plug them in. There's no need to postpone and cancel games. Don't do that. To like us. a COVID, like a positive COVID reserve, not positive. Like you have COVID, a pot, like a like a yeah, yeah like an add to the team COVID reserve. Yeah. So I look, hey, there's a team that's shorthanded in basketball. Vince Carter, we need you. <laughs> he didn't really get to retire, <laughs> like right? No. Yeah, just COVID. They just they're in Utah. They're like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need you to exit the building immediately <laughs> that within was the next last game. within the next 45 seconds. There's no reason to be alarmed. And you're like, oh, it's actually COVID. We're shutting down basketball. That was Vince Carter's. Like, like, yeah, oh, like, oh, okay. Here's my jersey. I kind of like that. Like special teams, except they all get tested a lot more. There you go. <laughs> kind of like that. So you guys, the guys in the studio right now are looking at me, and they can probably assume that the only sport that I probably have an opinion on is the X Games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah. They're not wrong about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong about it. But you'll be happy to know that today, since I knew I was coming on Sports Animal, I decided that I would do some research. So Very I've been, smart. I've been uh-huh. Googling sports stuff all day, and, yeah. I, and you guys would be proud of me to know that I do know that a touchdown pertains to football now. There we go. Oh, yes, that is I'm glad you have high-speed internet. Yes, yeah, so, see, yeah, see. <laughs> and I actually just lost a bet under the table to Robert because I said your 2022 prediction was going to be to bring back Tony Hawk on the PlayStation. <laughs> I thought for sure Tony Hawk never left my PlayStation. Okay, <laughs> it's been on the whole time. But no, I do have one one I think addition. I would like I would like to see sports change in one major way. I think we need to bring marching bands back to football games. Oh, yes. okay. 2022, we very bring the good bands back in, I don't hate that because I like, I like full entertainment all the way through. I'm telling Wait you. Wait a minute. How, how old level. are you, Tyler? I'm 24 years old. How would you know about marching bands? I was in a marching band. Oh, there we, you remember Cadenella from there earlier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One time a band came. <laughs> I got you. That, my friend, is a callback in the industry. <laughs> Tyler Lovely joining us. Uh, I I always say the phrase local comedian, but I feel like that like regionalizes you. Just comedian, right? I kind of like local comedian because Albuquerque is the only city that I think I vibe with in a real way. Like, really, this is my city. I'm okay with local comedian. Yeah, no, I'll take that for now. Have you been out of town yet? I haven't been. That's yet. why yeah. when you go out of town, you'll find out very quickly uh-huh. the stuff that doesn't work here. 
kills really? somewhere else. Yes. It is way easier to get laughs out of your hometown than it is in. Oh, dang. Trust you know me. what? You guys might be seeing me in El Paso soon. Then. You Maybe. know what? Oh, I might be heading down well, south this weekend. Funny, you know? Well, after what we saw from El Paso, they you will it. be the it's king <laughs> of comedy <laughs> in El Paso. <laughs> The thing I feel, because I've done radio in a fair amount of cities, uh, prominently here and prominently in St. Louis, Missouri. And the St. Louis, Missouri audience, which is considerably bigger, I mean, to be fair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can you can be more looser. You can laugh more here. The drive time here is a different energy than the drive time in St. Louis, Missouri. And that, to me, it was like, oh, cool. Now I found, like, this is a better fit for me. Because right. I'm a morning show alternative rock talk show guy. Gotcha. Right. I love sports. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Put me in the afternoon. Let me laugh at the boys. Give me some friends of the show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is a place to be. And you don't know until you, until you spread your wings a little bit. Let Robert take you to Denver and lose you for a weekend. I would be so down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he can't go to Denver. Yeah, you take me to Colorado. Yeah, You're going to lose me for a weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Tyler? <laughs> see, <laughs> see me at the next gong show. I just got dreadlocks. <laughs> I think my 2022 change, if I could find a change in sports, um, and, and maybe it's almost like a reversion to what it was like pre-COVID, but I'd like to see um, like a progression in a way, and I don't know what this date is. I don't know if it's three months or six months or next fall or whatever, but I'd like to see it get to a place where when returning to athletics, you can do it in a way to where you're just absolutely comfortable enough to sit next to those two old men at the Isotopes games and have, like, that conversation as you watch, like, the sun beat uh-huh. down over the stuff. Because that's what I miss. Like, I'm a baseball guy at heart, right? Yeah. So I want the environment or medicine or community or socially acceptability. And we, we kind of loosely have this talk, but eventually COVID-19, it's never going to go away. No. It's never going to go away. No. But is it going to get down to the level where the flu is, where it's 0.01% and there's a social level of accountability and acceptability and, and you end up – so that's what I'm hoping for is a quick return to normality. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I yearn for it. Yeah. And, and I, cause I, guys, I'm weird. Like, I will go to the Ice Tubs game and I will sit down next to those two old men on the third baseline and be like, just tell me your stories. Oh, man. I'm just going to sit here for three hours with you, old men. <laughs> I'm like, I brought Cacker Jacks. But that's a part of the experience, though. For me? It, it should be for a lot of people, for everyone. When I go to games, I, I, this is what I love about going to baseball games. You will always see an old man maybe even an old woman right and you'll just look at them and be like how many games have they been to yeah and then you go sit down and talk to i I met a guy like this who was like yeah i I remember when vince scully first started i was like what (laughs) you was here then like and it was just it's i'm with you that's amazing about that couple is that they actually haven't moved since then i know they're like this is the (laughs) only same spot yeah yeah they just sweep around me they're just a part of the stadium really at that point (laughs) it's not like a paid personal seat license but everyone knows yeah yeah, it's understood yeah yeah that's where the lovely sit (laughs) we gotta grab a break you got time for another segment you gotta go absolutely i do all right tyler's gonna hang out with us we're still talking we're still laughing uh we're gonna hit a little bit on the nba and talk about where teams are and if we think they're where they're supposed to be and if we got any uh pretenders or if we got any uh well actual contenders it's two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal back on the program the program has been handed over to tyler lovely for the last i don't know 30 minutes or so all mine Tyler, you're performing around town. Where, where are you at next? I am, I'm going to be at uh, Rusty's uh, Rusty Rutherford's First Friday's Comedy Contest at Tractor Wells Park. That's uh, January 7th. Like outside? Uh, it's, no. inside, it's inside. It's inside. It's inside, but it's outside too. Tractor, <laughs> tractor Brewery. 
Got it. Right there. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 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 I heard park. I thought outside. Tractor Wells Park or something like that, I think it's called. It's a brewery. It's over there. Is <laughs> it just brewery? It's just a brewery on the end of it. <laughs> right there by 40. Tractor Wells it's only, Park. It's only a couple miles from here. Yeah, yeah. It's like right, right around the, the corner. Yep. What day? That's uh, January 7th. I mean, I could First go. Friday. That's a Friday. What am yep. I doing? I'm not doing nothing. Oh, go check them out, man. Those, Those ones are good. fun. Those, Those ones are, are fun. Good. They ain't giving away $750, but, you know. We could still take a W. Do you think that put the pressure on a lot of these other shows? Yo, I kind of wonder if it did. I think it did. I think it did. Because I bet you we're going to get to that first Friday. He's going to have some prizes for us. He's He's got to. He's going to up it, I'm telling you. Well, people are going to not participate. I mean, yes, well, (laughs) when there's $750 on the line, it's like. Well, it's it's almost like. Like the promotions put on by like reloaded talent booking and promotions are like the New Jersey or the like Brooklyn Nets, and then everything else is like the Detroit Pistons because <laughs> the NBA right now is where it is at New Year's, and I'm going to make some way too early predictions. Okay, boys. Okay. The Nets at 23 and nine with their COVID denying point guard coming back might not lose again because everyone they're playing's got COVID issues. They're winning games with their guys on COVID. They're going to be perfectly fine. I think the Nets are set in the East. They're the real deal sitting atop of it. The Bulls, I think, are the realest deal, and it's going to come down to those two at the end. Yeah. And if you are currently sitting below 500 or at 500, Wizards are worse. Wizards, Knicks, Celtics, Raptors, Hawks, Pacers, Magic, Pistons, you're done. There's no reason to even play any more basketball. You're only going to pad W's for everyone above you. I like that. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to actually say at the end – who will be representing the Eastern Conference will be the Bulls. Only because the Nets are winning because they have, uh, what, three superstars? Yeah. And they'll sit down one, let the other do, take over for a couple weeks. I don't hate it. KD, take over for a month. Irving's coming back. But the Bulls, it's a collective team effort. And when you get into the playoffs, all that picking and choosing, nah, you can't do that. Bunch can't of, do it. Bunch of young, dumb kids that don't know they're not supposed to be winning yet. There you go. That's how I feel about the Bulls. When's the last time you watched the NBA, Tyler? Um, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. I, I am writing down everything you guys are saying right now, though, because I have a feeling that having a relationship with you guys might be able to turn around my sports betting career. Yes. <laughs> it's going bad. You listen well, to- Wait, how are you picking the teams? By colors or what? We're flipping coins over there is what we're <laughs> Tyler's actually just sitting in, so he has a reason to like talk to his stepdad now. <laughs> Tyler's like, no, no, Robert. Or excuse me, that's, you're not his stepdad. I blew the joke. No, Russell. I do know about the Knicks. Uh, the West is a whole other story if you ask your boy. Um, every team in the West that's in the top eight is better than every team in the East, period. Mm, come top on. Top six. I take it back. Come on. Not the Lakers down. Come on. Now you got me looking. I'm telling you, the Warriors are better, the Suns are better, the Jazz are better, the Grizzlies are better, the Nuggets are better. They're all better. That's where it stops. You don't think the Clippers? No. No, they're not. I shouldn't have said the Clippers, but no. I'm telling you, the West is that much better than the East. You're right. I'm I'm not sold on the Cavs, even though they're 20 and 14. Too young. Yeah, too way too young. They don't know what they're doing. The Cavaliers? Yeah. No, it's cool they got 20, though. Being up six at New Year's, okay, oh, a lot of teams would take that. Especially in the East. I like Memphis with John Moran. Well, he's very oh, good. Yeah. He's I mean, he's man. insanely good. I mean, he's, he's the man. Yeah, and he's getting yeah, a he's chance a good to spotlight. Leader. He's a good leader, too, and you get just enough guys around him to buy in like that. They're tough. And to be the best basketball player in Memphis, kind of a weird title. <laughs> Name one basketball player ever 
in Memphis. Whenever you say Memphis, I only think of Anthony Hardaway. That's bad. Yeah. That's super bad. Because he was – what's and worse was... than Twilight? <laughs> sunset. He was in the sunset of his career. Yeah. God, not a lot of cool stuff comes from Memphis. Mm. Oh, man. But Justin Timberlake, what else? Help me out here. Justin Elvis. Timberlake. Elvis, good one. Justin Timberlake. I, I ain't going to say Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he stole from you. I know. Yeah, he stole, like, culture. Everything. Yeah. Probably yeah, Lady He helped put Memphis on the map, though. He helped get I, him on the map. I'll yeah, but B- it was all but faded away until Justin. Only came. King I recognize from Memphis is B.B. King. Oh, there you go. That's the best. Mm, Dug deep. The third best king is B.B. King. What? B.B. King number three. Elvis number two. Jerry the King Lawler. So Jerry the King Lawler is the number one Uh, king. You know what? Him and B.B. King had a tie for me. (laughs) Yeah. You're blowing my mind here. Yeah, because B.B. King had Lucille, man. If you name your guitar, you're dope. And if I remember the name of the guitar... You're dope. That is very true. That's yeah. A, that's a classy name for a guitar, too. Yeah, Lucille. Tyler only knew because he really liked Negan from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I did forget the king, though. He ran that city. Oh, Jerry the, the king Oh, yeah. All of that. He ran that. He's the man. Hey, you 24, Tyler? I'm 24. Okay. So what am I? I'm 37. What are you, Robert? 43? 43. What are you, Mike? Older? Don't ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am I am clinging onto this conversation for dear life. Because you don't get it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just looking for one Pete Davidson like word. <laughs> yeah, just one. Like if we met Kanye, say Kanye or say. <laughs> I don't even say he's been to Memphis. He went to <laughs> no. Wyoming before he went I, to Memphis. Tyler's like the, you know the king of Long Island. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> so a whole other one. I have never been to Memphis though. So. It well, there's a strong reason. Also. <laughs> West Memphis is another story. I was going to say, I've had uh, family reunions in West Memphis. Yeah. Nah. No. 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 No, no, no. So weird. Yes. The best. I see. So is is it like our west side? Their west side? No. 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 Not, not even close. <laughs> no. Our west side is Disneyland. Yes. Compared oh, to yeah, West. exactly. <laughs> Once well, you cross that bridge, it's a wrap. Yeah, I think I'm good on Memphis, guys. Like, if, <laughs> Just you know, watch a, First 48. That's If a city's on First 48. If a city is on First 48. Don't go there. That's, <laughs> there's headed, You're in Memphis. You're going west. The second you stop seeing the Bass Pro Pyramid behind you, you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. Turn around. That is very true. What speaking, am I doing? Speaking of places for good stand-up comedy, Tyler, you look at uh, New Orleans, a couple hundred Whoa. miles south of Memphis. You ever been there? I have I've, thought about New Orleans. In I've a been there, way, and yeah. they got a lot of great stand-up comedy. They do. That's yes. what I've heard. I've heard it's a really cool place. And if I was going to go anywhere to work on my craft outside of Albuquerque, I think it would. I've narrowed it down to probably like St. Louis or uh, New yeah. Orleans. Oh, so if go. like obviously if you need help in St. Louis, I have connections to all those comedy clubs. That's awesome. I will give them to you. That is super awesome. That's a super small world. I'm definitely going to make that work yeah. someday. Then. You yeah. got them before I did. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chopped liver over here. Well, hear me I need, out. To, go, I need to win $750. <laughs> I think the funny bone puts on more than one performer a night, so I think you guys will both be able to make the cards. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, I'm back in St. Louis also on January the 28th, so if you boys, we'll see what we can set up that weekend. Oh, wait. Hey, sounds Here's, like we got a carpool situation figured well, out. Well, I mean, obviously I fly because I'm not poor. But if we get to St. Louis. <laughs> well, you, Tyler's got to leave like tomorrow yeah. on the Greyhound to catch you. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys don't want to share a Greyhound with me? You guys <laughs> Tyler's trying to go halvesies on a sleeping car for the Amtrak. <laughs> Amtrak's just... like, sir, you're breaking the rules. 
<laughs> we could take shifts to putting our heads on each other's shoulders yeah. while we nap. You know, <laughs> for safety. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna hey, have to uh, check your bag. Tyler's like, I'll get off here. <laughs> hey, Tyler, have you ever been booed off stage? And how yes. do you handle negative criticism when you're in the middle of your skit? Good I question. have never been booed off stage. Yet. Thank goodness. And I'm hoping that that just never happens. But negativity is just something we deal with in comedy. You know, you bomb. You just got to roll with it. You got to just try to find a way to make it funny if you can. Try try to flip it on them, you know. I like that. Yeah, I like to try to make it on them. Be like, hey, you guys are the ones that came out for a night of comedy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saying on me, you guys could be having yeah. a good time too, you know. <laughs> Boo earns. <Yeah. laughs> Tyler Lovely's with us. We got one segment left. Today's varsity, the I nine varsity, is the I nine varsity of mythical creatures. Okay? okay, we're gonna come up with. Oh, Tyler, you're not familiar with the I nine varsity. I'm not. So the I nine varsity is. Uh, it's a group of what we identify as the varsity team of a certain subject. So it's not the JV team. Okay. So when we're talking about mythical creatures, griffins are not going to make the list. No. Because please. they're JV. No. Right. Yeah, they're maybe even B-Squad. Do you know what a griffin is? I do. Oh, my gosh, Fred. <laughs> I didn't know. Fred, you're the only person <laughs> that know what a griffin was. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, I've read my Harry Potter. If we were doing the varsity of fruits, apple would be a varsity, banana would be a JV. Oh, come on. <laughs> Whenever we get back, today's I-9 varsity, the varsity of mythical creatures to pay homage to Westminster's griffins and the, um, well, just the ignorance that that whole idea is. <laughs> Dave Busters presents Two Men On Live from John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Absolute banger of a program today. How very fortunate I was to be a part of so much talent. Thank you to Mike Dominguez, head coach of the New Mexico Highlands men's basketball team, for coming on, talking about the big games this weekend. Thank you to John Lopez for coming on and telling us uh, why Robert made the wrong decision in renting a home. Thank you. <laughs> The friends of the show, Orlando, Wayne, and Marty, for taking the time to connect with us on the Kwanzaa Auto Care Hotline. Thank you to Tyler Lovely, everybody. Yeah, thank you guys. Coming in and laughing a little bit. He is the uh, gong champ, king of the gong. King Gong. Got it. King so he's King Gong. I like oh, that. Me too. Huh? No, you got to post that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. <laughs> Tyler Lovely, thank you so very much. Today's I-9 Varsity is... The Varsity of Mythical Creatures, contact I-9 Sports, League Office 280 at I-9Sports.com, 505-312-4999. Uh, excellent little youth organization, specifically as it relates to teaching fundamentals and sportsmanship to kids. The thing I like best about them is how safely and smartly they are currently doing it in an environment where it is hard to do it safe and smart. Today's Varsity started because I didn't know what a griffin was. <laughs> it's not my fault. That I'm not a nerd like you two. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Not only that, you thought it was real. I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> See, so when he found out what a griffin was, he bought it? Well, first of all, we argued about it. I showed it to him on the internet, and he was like, is that real? <laughs> and we had to help him off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, you're going to look at giraffes and armadillos, and then you're going to be like, no, griffins ain't real. Yo, Dog, look at giraffes and armadillos. But. Here you have go. got a good point. Have you guys no, ever seen an it. ostrich? No. Have you no. seen an ostrich? That is a Spot weird on. looking thing. Okay, hold up. Big old squids? Hold up. Hold up. Those are one animal. We're talking about the Frankenstein of animals. Dog. Where they piece four animals together in one. <laughs> the body is a lion. The face is a bird. The talons are another bird. And it has wings. It, it, looks, about, it looks about one degree different from just like, like a bald eagle. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
I got it here. All right, who wants to go? All right, Robert, you go I wanna, first. I want to go first because right. this one may be controversial because a lot of people believe this is real. Okay. Okay. Sasquatch slash Bigfoot. All right, Ooh. that's a good one because I've seen video and he is real. See? And plus, I picked that one because I think this was really a black dude. So, don't talk. I think that's a, <laughs> Sasquatch sounds African to me. So, footage of a- <laughs> I will go second. <laughs> Little Jimmy, who used to run around with R Truth. So, R Truth <laughs> was trying, like you would not believe, to become the U.S. champion oh. throughout 2008 and 2009. And his imaginary friend, Little Jimmy, was there throughout the entire walk, except I swear he was real. I know he was. Helping our truth propel himself to victories. <laughs> so I got little Jimmy on the list. Tyler, what do you got? Okay, if we're talking of the list of uh, varsity mythical creatures, yes. I, th- I think a girlfriend with cool parents is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my number one mythical. I've, never, I, I've heard they exist. <laughs> like Sasquatch, I, I imagine there's grainy footage of this, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's real. I like that one. But, it, but realistically, I think werewolves are the goat, let's be honest. <laughs> so you went from that to werewolves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're being honest. Like, re- oh, realistically. Man. Tyler Lovely in Paris. Oh, Robert, oh. what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with one I would not mind meeting at all. Uh-huh. A mermaid. Okay. I would love to meet a mermaid. I like that. Yeah. I'd love to invite you guys over and be like, go check out in the tub what I got. Yes. Hold on. Mermaid. Oh, man. Like, caught? Or, like, as a guest. No, caught. What are you talking about? In love with. What are you saying? This is my new woman. I don't hate that at all. I just got to keep her wet. That's, well. <laughs> is it a salt water thing? I don't know. Yeah, it has to be. It has, it has to be. has to be. I don't think they have freshwater mermaids. I'm going with Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. I'm a big Bill <laughs> Watterson guy. I think the way he was able to, for 30-plus years, That's connect with, one. you know, daily so many readers and listeners and viewers of, of his program, or excuse me, of his comics. So I'm going to go with Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs uh, because Calvin, as you've seen from the back of pickup trucks, will pee on stuff, and <laughs> Hobbs is pretty figured out. <laughs> okay, I right. like that. I yeah. like, no, I do like that. Okay. Uh, I guess my number two would be a mother that's proud of me. Is that, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Is that doable? Jesus. <laughs> no, but realistically, she really No, did. no, wait, wait. You can't go to Dracula after this, bro. <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> I, can, I, can I say Pixies then? Is that, yeah. <laughs> it's a Peter Pan. Oh, my gosh. A little Tinkerbell reference there <laughs> from Tyler Lovely. Robert. Oh, I got one. Your third one. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Imaginary character, Drop Dead Fred. Yes, very good. Woo! Tyler's looking at us. I have no idea. Have no clue who I'm Fred talking about. This is a good reference. Go YouTube, Drop De- Drop Dead Fred. You will love this movie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Drop Dead Fred, Imaginary Friend, one of the top of all time. All right, so I don't know what the window is for movie spoilers. I don't know what that is. Okay. What do you guys think it is? Uh, if you've seen it, the window's over. Okay. That's how I feel. So <laughs> so hopefully 21 years is safe. I'm going with Dr. Malcolm Crow from The Sixth Sense. So as it oh. turns out, Bruce Willis wasn't there at all. He wasn't there. No. He, what, he's, I see. So Dr. Malcolm Crow, to me, is on the list of mythical creatures. Uh, as Haley Joel Osment pointed out, um, he sees dead people. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what I'm going with. That's a good okay, one. Thank okay. you. Okay, my number three of mythical things would be my high school diploma. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that one right in there. You got to throw that one in there, which actually correlates directly to why my mother wouldn't be proud of me. I think it actually correlates to the other one directly. I think. Yeah. So no parents like you. Yeah. No, no they're not fans. Not fans. I'm not really parent kind of vibes. Yeah. I think I'm really not bring bring me home to your folks kind of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. My next one. Cyclops. Okay. Cyclops is a scary dude. Not compared to Jean Grey, but I agree. Oh, good one. Good one. Good one. See, I'm just thinking about, we already talked about, what What was Sinbad? I was in that realm. Yeah. The, all of that old school claymation. I remember that as a kid. That was a scary dude, Cyclops. I, I'll take that one. I don't hate that uh, because the one eye, that doesn't seem that unrealistic to me. I'm a Futurama fan. I feel uh, like you can make that work. It, you can. Yeah. You can. I'm going to go with Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> so it's really up for debate if Wait Mr. Snuffleupagus can be even interacted with by a single Sesame Street character that's not Big Bird. So it's either drug-induced or it's a mental thing. But Mr. Mm-hmm. Snuffleupagus is on my list of mythical creatures. I think it's both. I don't know. That's what I I'm saying. I think it's both. Okay, I guess my other mythical creature, my other list of mythical, <laughs> it would be uh, an episode of the Today Show where Hoda Kotb and Kathy Griffin aren't drunk. Yes, that's... <laughs> then it wouldn't be fun. No, I guess that's true, though. Well, like, think what, about how early that is. What would that show be? If, Look, man, they got to hit that bottle that early. To they, be, they do, though. Come on. They do, though. Come on. If the show really pivoted... But I don't know when. But I remember turning it on <laughs> and going, "This, there's not really a ton of news here. This yeah. is the Today <laughs> Show's only. It's only sponsored content. It, 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 yeah, it, there's not a lot of news. And why? Why is it whenever you're watching the Today Show, the the timer never, the clock never moves from five o'clock? Yeah, there <laughs> you go. What's that about? Because they want to drink more. Yeah, that's why. I think that's what that is. I think that they got a they got a technical issue over there. <laughs> Killing the the I nine varsity of imaginary <laughs> creatures. Tyler Lovely has been joining us. Do we say imaginary mythical? Mythical. Mythical. Same Mythical. thing. Yeah, same thing. It's very similar to me. Uh, I got a bunch more, but I don't know if you boys did because I went down a simple road on mine. I, I got some more. All right, go ahead. Christopher Robin's friends. Yes, that's a very good one. Yeah, where are they? All of them. <laughs> I, I have a, um, I see a correlation between all of this. Yes. Alcohol and drugs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, all of them, imaginary, mythical, made up. So I have to take Winnie the Pooh off my list as I had that one. <laughs> All of them were. <laughs> so I'll jump to the next one. Um, I don't think there's actually a yellow submarine, boys. I'm going to be real honest here. <laughs> okay, there's no yeah. yellow submarine. <laughs> I think the yellow submarine is a euphemism Uh-oh. for a journey that you take internally. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So on my list of imaginary creatures, um, the 1958 musical slash adventure subplot yellow submarine okay i like that all right well we're listing the goaded um imaginary imaginary things um i guess mine would be a date with my girlfriend where she's not thinking about timothy chalamet (laughs) Uh, okay that would be there's at least she's accepted this yeah i've accepted this too really (laughs) i mean honestly there's some dates where i'm thinking that she's timothy chalamet oh my god it's like it's i mean who you can't blame either of us dog i i just looked up who that is and that is you yep that is so (laughs) weird that's him that's that's me if I had success. You know? <laughs> that would be me. And this joke doesn't work here in town because, like, we don't have the kind of fan base here in Albuquerque that frequents Chalamet moves. Like, <laughs> I guess you're probably right about that. What? It, don't look up. I hear is a banger though. Is it's it a that good, good movie? Is it? Yeah, it's a good movie. That's a good one. Everyone check that out. I need yeah. to check that. I got time this weekend. Yeah, I need to sit down and do that. That director I, is phenomenal. Have you seen the movie Vice? Yes. Same guy. 
McKay, right? McKay. How are you bringing in the new year, Tyler? Um, Overdosing. Okay. That's <laughs> oh, wow. A little heavy there. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bringing in with some new, new – I have some new habits that I'm going to be forming. Which, well, you some just, call them resolutions. Which, in, which you include – overdose. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually out. That's out. That was so last year. There we but, go. <laughs> this year I intend, to, uh, I intend to mess with vegetables. Smart. Yeah. It can be done well. I'm going to start figuring those things out. Yeah. Huh. yeah. There's a varsity of those, too. Yeah, there is a varsity yeah. of the vegetables. Yeah. Trust the sprouts. <laughs> Robert, any final words before the new year? Um, Just see you guys next year. That's it. Same on me. Nothing's changing. Robert's the guy who orders, like, DoorDash at, like, 11.45 p.m. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what do you mean I could be the next yep. year? <laughs> yep, exactly. Why are you like that? <laughs> There's no audience for that joke either. It's just you. You're just at the house. Yep. And the, and the driver's like, I knew I knew coming to this address. It would be I knew it. <laughs> Mike Vital, thank you so very much for all your help in 2021. Happy New Year. Good job, everyone. GG.